What's going on, Drinking Buddies? Brand new podcast coming right at you, but you know what we got to do first. We got to talk about those things that generate a little revenue for the show. First and foremost, we're brought to you by the Patreon at patreon.com slash Slayer. You can support this show for as little as $3 a month, less than the cost of a beer. And for a little more money, you can get the whole video back catalog, uncensored, ad-free audio, ad-free video, and a bunch of other random stuff that I have up there. So check that out today at patreon.com slash Slayer. Appreciate the hell out of you for it. We are also brought to you by the merch store at anwd.net slash merch. Bunch of new designs in there. Go check it out. We got the metal and now we drink logo shirts and hats. You pick up some merch and once again supports the show. So go pick up some merch today at anwd.net slash merch. Last but not least, the easiest way to support the show is twofold. Real simple. Signal boost. Tell your friends. Share some posts. Just let people know about the show. The other way. The other super easy way is go to youtube.com slash and now we drink and subscribe. Costs you nothing, feeds the algorithm, gets more drinking buddies to the party. My guest this week is former adult performer and current relationship coach, Zoe Sin. This episode gets wild. Zoe 100% just pulls no punches, no censorship out of her. And if we both get canceled over this one... Wouldn't surprise me. So sit back, relax, pop a cold one, and enjoy drink buddies. How the hell are you? I am. I'm cool. I'm good. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. It could be better. Could be better. Yeah. Oh man, I must have made a bad first impression. I'm just kidding. You just like showed up. (laughs) It could be better. It's fucking awful. I mean, fucking Hollywood. Uh, Like Eeyore from uh, Winnie the Pooh. (laughs) On today. No. (laughs) They just need to get him some antidepressants. (laughs) Fuck. Put her on something. Right. Like Eeyore should not be raw dog in life. Mmm. But a lot of them have to. Do they have to? Do they really have to? What happens if they choose not to? You know what happens if they choose not to. I mean, Pooh's getting fucked up on honey all the time. You, you can't tell me that Way the Pooh is not a honey addict. Yeah, he he was he was he was on that thing. You know, he was on that that good good that booger sugar, right? Like throat goat that throat. Oh my god, I'm not starting this off very well. It's really a <laughs> fucking so, kids show I'm talking about. Oh, not anymore. It's in public domain. Yeah, they made a Way the Pooh horror movie. I didn't watch. Wait, no, I think I saw it. Was it on Hulu? I think. I don't even know what it's on, but it. Yeah, I think I saw like a preview for it. It looked fucking stupid. I almost didn't say stupid. Oh, yeah. No, it is. It's pretty dumb. But he's in public domain, so he's not just for children anymore. But come on. I'm not addicted to anything so much that I get my head stuck in a jar for it. Winnie the Pooh's all about getting his head stuck in that jar for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, well I mean, men kind of do the same thing with like titties. I mean, they're just so obsessed. They're like, I just stick my whole face in it. Yeah, we are kind of dumb sometimes. Yeah. Nah, just a little bit. Everyone's dumb. Yeah, but we're really dumb. Like, men in the strip club, we get dumb and we'll empty our fucking bank accounts over some tits that we know we're not taking home. I've done that before. I have stupidly done that. Really? And I'm not even lesbian. I'm, I used to consider myself bisexual, 
but like I could never actually date a girl. So I'm like, this thing called like hetero flexible. Like I'm straight, but I'd fuck a girl, but I wouldn't like date one. And but I would. I spent like nine hundred dollars on this white girl at a strip club in Tampa, Florida. Why? I don't know. It was fun. She turned me on. I don't know how. It's weird. Kind of sad. It's not weird. She's doing her job. Yeah, she she did a really good fucking job, I guess. She did an amazing job. I felt really good at the other night. Fucking terrible in the morning. I'm like, this is how a man feels? This is horrible. Yeah, that's why I don't go to strip clubs recreationally. Yeah, no. Now I would just be like, I'll go with someone and spend their money. Because it's fun. It's a, it's a fun activity. Oh, yeah. And definitely, like, if you're going out with the boys or, like, going out with a group and having a blast with it. Oh, yeah. It's fun. But, like, what I like to do when I do that shit is just, like, buy my guys dances and shit like that. Like, not, yeah. not spend my own money. And, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I'll spend, like, now that I'm older, I'm like, no, I'll spend, like, yeah, I'll do, like, a lap dance and stuff. You know what I mean? Something, but no. like, But I can say that, like, the act of throwing money, like, the act of throwing a lot of fucking money, something is, like, I think it's, like, a flex. It's kind of like, look at me. I have just disposable money. I don't even have to invest it. I can just blow it on ass. That is a great feeling. Something about it just hits you right there. But if you can legitimately do it, if you if you're like, yeah, shit, I'm gonna be evicted this month because I. <laughs> when you're drunk, you feel like you can do anything. You could fight the fucking bouncer, the bartender. You could like you could lay fucking six girls, and you can spend a thousand dollars on a stripper when your rent is due tomorrow and you have fifteen hundred in the account. But it's okay, because you can do anything when you're drunk. It's true. It's true. <laughs> it's like an infomercial. <laughs> yes, welcome to the now we drink infomercial about drinking. You can do anything when you're drunk. I'll drink to that. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Cheers, by the way. Cheers. Cheers, mate. <laughs> Honestly. <sighs> but you started off in the clubs, right? I started off at Hooters. At Hooters? I, I mean, no one says that's sex work, but damn, if you're damn near being a fucking sugar baby, it's goddamn sex work. How's that Whatever. not sex work? Yeah, it's definitely a form. It's just... And, and then the girls say, well, you know, oh, I remember when I first started, like, working. I first started working at Hooters at 19. And, um... I remember going in and just being, like, fascinated by the world. I've always had a pretty good understanding of, like, most things. Like, common, you know, a lot of, like, common sex, like, street smarts and stuff. But, like, being pretty and being paid for, I knew nothing about. And so, like, walking in at 19, you know, I was just like, oh, my God, like, this is cool. Like, there's no science to it. There's no psychology to it. It's just this is what you get paid for. And we're just doing it. And then I would, like, as I got into it, like, more a month, two months, six months in, and I'm like, these girls are doing some, like, shady shit. I'm like, there's no way he's just going to her table and all she has to do is hug him and she's walking out with like $1,000 at the end of the night. Not in North Alabama. Absolutely not. No. And I'm like, I'm over here maybe leaving with 200. I'm like, I'm not doing something right. And then I started like becoming friends with those girls and learning the tricks of the trade. And I'm like, oh, you guys are glorified hookers. I love it. It's great. <laughs> it's awesome though. It's cool. And just, you know, once again, shows how dumb dudes are. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, like sex work—it's—it's—it's it's, uh, it's part of capitalism. It's—it makes the world go round, you know. It's- oh, one hundred percent. But like, the idea of like, oh, I'm gonna spend a thousand dollars and tip out my waitress, or I'm gonna actually go get a full service sex worker for the same money. Like, mm, I, I don't know. Maybe it's different. Maybe some people have this weird connection with like food and titties. I don't know. Well, it's, it's socially like- acceptable. Is ah, uh, yeah, where it's at. Yeah, because it's like you know if. You, we had a red light district like Amsterdam or some shit where people could just go knock on a window. Nobody's looking down on motherfuckers going to Amsterdam and be like, yeah. why? It's because it's just so not socially acceptable to do that. Yeah. Shit. It's just crazy that like so many like American cultures really sexualized, but for some reason sex work is, is deemed, I guess, 
like taboo. It's weird because we sexualize everything. But when someone's like, oh shit, like people really like titties that much? That's all I got to do? And then they try to capitalize off of it. Then we're like, no, you're a terrible person. Like, what? what? Yeah, but the it's South like has it. some of the most bumping strip clubs, but they're the first ones to be like, no. Oh my, I hated stripping in the South. Oh yeah, so after Hooters, <laughs> I then went stripping. I've, I was always a bad stripper. I was a terrible stripper. Like I was a good dancer, like a physical dancer. Amazing. Personality. I think what the hardest thing was for me in the strip club was that I had to inflate men's egos. And I wasn't good at that because my personality is very like, sometimes very stoic and like I, I'm almost like too brutally honest, whatever. And now I'm just very straightforward and I don't, I don't know how to kiss ass. I don't know how to like suck up to, it doesn't, it literally doesn't make sense. And I can, I know, I could tell you how to, but I don't know how to execute it. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. I totally get it. Like, <laughs> especially like it's some dude who's like being rude, treating you like less than a person. Yeah. And being like, cause I got money. You got to make me feel like yeah. I'm fucking king. Like, oh, that shit was icky. I'm like, oh, this doesn't feel right. So I was always the girl that was, um, I was a great dancer and I would make a lot of money on stage, but all my, uh, I guess, fellow coworkers would see me with the guy who I'd be like, and they're usually like not even the old, old guy. It's like the kind of maybe late 20s, early 30s, 40s, who like wasn't spending money. He was literally just sitting at the bar. I would get stuck talking to those guys all night. And the girls would be like, what are you doing? Like, you need to go out and make money. Like, you're here to work. And I was like, I would just forget because I'd be lost in conversation. And I'd, And it's not like I had like romantic inclinations to these men i just like talking that's literally what i like to do there's nothing wrong with it like i, I know you're there you're there to make your bank and all that shit but at the end of the day it's like oh my god you can have a like platon conversation with another fucking human yeah. oh my god oh my god it was cool like I, I like never really had a lot of friends so like when i went to work i don't know i guess i like forgot i'm like supposed to make money like you don't make an hourly wage and you have to actually hustle like each person it's crazy and i just never really registered until like after what years after I was like, that's why I was a bad stripper. That's why I didn't make a lot of money. Yeah. You ever have any nights where you end up at a loss, like after your stage fee and everything? Um, probably very. I mean, it was Alabama, first of all. So very often that happened. But I was like, I don't know, I was like too fucked up half the time to remember. Yeah. But that happened a lot because I don't know. Something about Alabama is just, just you don't make a lot of money there. You cannot – customer service sucks. You don't make a lot of money there unless you're, like, a, a doctor, an engineer, or something like that. But, like, you – no. Well, there's not a lot of money going around. Exactly. It's just – which is it's, it's weird. Because uh, I think where I moved to, Birmingham, was the home of, um, like, uh, one of the best uh, – what's it called? Healthcare schools. So, like, nurses, doctors go to UAB, which is where I went. And so a lot of people had money. And they would go, but they were – I got on a – they're very – there's very few rich people, I guess. So there's not a lot of ballers. They're like in Atlanta or Nashville or Florida. Yeah. Yeah, up in Atlanta in the Pink Pony making it rain. Atlanta? There's a Pink Pony in Atlanta? Oh, yeah. Because like, I worked at the Pony in uh, Huntsville. Yeah, no, like the original ponies in Atlanta. Oh, okay. So I remember there was like the Pink Pony and then there was like the Pony. Yeah, the the original Pink Pony is like Atlanta. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'd, and I never traveled dance either. I never did that. It's an interesting gig. Yeah, it always seemed fun. It was it seemed terrifying because I never made like close girlfriends in the like sex industry, like maybe ever. But definitely when I was stripping, I never made close relationships because I didn't trust a lot of them. Because I mean, it's not the fact like oh, they're strippers, they're not to be trusted, but they just exhibited behaviors to not be trusted. Like a lot of us were on drugs and we were like fucking alcoholics, and they had baby daddy issues and shit. And I was just like, y'all are messy. Like I I was messy by myself. Like, I didn't involve anyone in my mess. A lot of the women would, like, the drama and shit. And I would just, like, stick to myself. 
So like travel dancing seemed fucking intimidating to me. Like, no. What the? No. Especially when you're doing like feature work. Oh, yeah. You could fucking, you basically are going into hostile territory at times because like a lot of the house girls are like, what the fuck? This bitch is coming to take my money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember I, um, oh my God, that got stuck in my throat. When I uh, was working at the Pony, Danny Daniels came and feature danced. And she was so hot in person. Because I used to watch her her stuff, like, growing up. I, she was, like, my favorite lesbian porn star. She she still is. Hi. <laughs> she definitely fucking still is. And she came and feature danced. And I remember, like, I touched her ass. And I was, like, I felt like how a man would feel if he met his favorite porn star. And, like, touched her ass. I was, like, like, just, it was great. Why didn't she you shoot so your shot? I was 20 years old. So? I had no fucking confidence at that age. I was, to me, in my head, I was like, I was just a baby stripper, and she was like this world-renowned porn star. It's really weird how the tables have turned. <laughs> it's fucking weird. She should have just shot your shot. And then, wasn't she, is she married? Has she been married for a minute? Yeah. That's married people don't always, you know. Homewrecker? I'm not I'm, a homewrecker. I'm, I'm not saying you should homewreck, but you don't know what the rules of her relationship are. Oh, yeah. Maybe she's allowed to get some strange a- on the road. Oh, 100%. But I think I had a boyfriend at the time. Oh, uh, he wouldn't have been down with it? No, no, no. Because it was the one, yes, when I was with that person, it was the one ex I had that thought that, like, um, sleeping with a girl was considered cheating. He was the only one. And, like, that's actually how we broke up. Because I didn't, like, okay, I, I've, I always say I've never cheated, but I cheated, like, one time. Technically. But he was a raging drug addict. So what happened? I was at work. <laughs> Talking about, I had a boyfriend. And then I was like, I cheated on him at the same job. So he was pretty much like, we were dating like a year and a half. And he was just a raging coke addict. Like to the point where like skin inside of his nose, when he blew it, would come like, I'm talking chunks. Yeah, that, that's not healthy. It was, it, like, it was bad. And he, was, he wasn't physically abusive, but he just had anger issues. He had all this shit. And I'm 20 years old. I'm young. I don't know how to like just leave. Even though my mom is like, what are you doing? You can move back in. Just like, leave him. Like, he's fucking weird. Like, he's bad for you. Um, and I was like, no. And then I got really fucked up one night at work. And there was this black woman with her husband. And fuck him. She was hot as shit. She was like probably 32. Like, you know, she wasn't older, but she was older than me. She just looked so hot. She had a body, yaddy, yaddy. And she was so nice and sweet. She was like, you know, me and my husband, but mostly me. You know, he's not really looking. I dragged him here. I think you are so beautiful. And I just, I I want to get a lap dance from you. And I want him to watch. And I'll pay for extra privacy. Now, at that time, I hadn't slept. I think I had slept with some women before. But, like, they were all, like, really drunk encounters. I don't remember them. And I was drunk this night, but... In my head, I was like, this will be different, which it was. And so um, I bring her back to like VIP. There's like a, it's like a curtain room. I'm like, oh my, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I watch a lot of lesbian porn. And like Danny Daniels had just visited the club like a month before. So I was like, you know what? My lesbian fantasy is going to come true. Um, And then in my head, I knew I was so fucked up, but I knew I said, if I like do something that's like considered cheating, like if I lick her vagina. If I suck a titty, I am cheating and that's going to give me an excuse to leave. Like fucking up on purpose. So in order, you just like, yeah, I have to break up with you now. I'm like, dude, oops. It was fucked up. Yes, it was. Whatever. I was young. I mean, many 20-year-old women have done that before. You're not, you're not alone yeah. on that one. Yeah, 100%. So 
I, I did, I don't know, we went back and I like did the things that you do with women when you fuck them, I guess. And her husband was watching. He didn't touch me at all. And I was just purely that. And I remember I went back to the dressing room and I bawled my eyes out. I like had a breakdown in the middle of the locker room because I realized like what I did. And like, look, I'm going to feel bad. I have a terrible guilty conscience. I think that was the only time I've ever like betrayed somebody ever. I don't lie, don't cheat, but I don't steal. But that was like the one time. But I don't know, dating a drug addict is fucking different. So yeah, I did that. And then I remember I went home. I remember it was like 151. I don't know why I remember the time. It was 151. I woke him up out of sleep. I said, hey, I cheated on you <laughs> with a girl. And he like is like mid-sleep in his eyes. And he's like, he probably still thinks he's dreaming or something. And he's just like, what did you just say? And I'm like, and then I'm like, maybe I should just pretend like gaslight him. Maybe I should just take it back. Like I didn't say it. He didn't hear me. And then I was like, no, nah, bitch, grow up. I was like, I cheated on you at work with a woman. And he just like had this whole freak out. And I was like, get the fuck out. And then oh, that was the easiest breakup ever. It like, I felt bad, but that was great. But it got you out of there? 100%. And you got laid? Like, Yeah, and it was an experience. You know, I, I was like, that's what grown woman coochie feels like? That was great. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. I don't know. It was, it was an experience, and I'm glad I did it. But he didn't even get hurt. He probably just did like a bunch of cocaine, like a whole eight ball the next day and just you know can you know like forgot about it he's he like, just numbed no. numbed his pain whatever it was yeah it was probably a bigger blow to his ego than anything else mm, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird i don't know maybe ego i don't know like i don't understand like okay like would you care if someone cheated on you with a woman and she was a woman yeah if that was against the rules yeah mm. i don't care if i'm involved with someone who's you know, if the rules are that we sleep with other people, that's yeah. fine. The physical act is not what fucking hurts. Yeah. It's the betrayal, the violation of the trust. Yeah. Like, if you're going outside of, like, what we've established as the rules for our relationship, that's the yeah. problem. So, it doesn't matter what kind of genitalia they got. The lie. I guess, I guess what I'm better asking is, like, if you were with a girl and she wanted to sleep with other women, would you care? I think that's what I meant. Not, obviously, like, the lying, the cheating, the lying and betrayal is what is terrible. But I think I meant, like... He didn't want me sleeping with women ever, but he knew I was bisexual at the time. He knew I was very attracted to women. And he was just like, no, no, never. It's so like, would you date? I guess I'm asking, would you yeah. date? Oh, yeah, okay. I date performers. Yeah. Like, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, as long as it's in the established rules, it's fine. Okay. So now I have to turn the tables on you. You Feel free. dated, like, how many performers? A handful over the years. Were you guys in a monogamous relationship? Define monogamous. Yeah, I know. That's fucking weird. Um... <laughs> She's a porn star. Which the only time that she sleeps with people, I guess, is because it's in the nature of the job. Like, it's it's only, like, on set, and you don't sleep with anyone else. Yeah. I mean, with some of them, some of them is like, we're having fun, whatever is happening and happening. The, you know, and, make, like, yeah. Making sure no one, you know, brings back anything to the party. Yeah. And so she went and, like, went to work, and then you didn't sleep with anyone else? No. Nah. How? 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 How'd you do it? I mean, the way I look at it is, like, Everyone you've ever been with, hopefully, has had sex before. They're probably going to have sex again after you. This shit don't matter. Like, would you be upset if your partner went and got a fucking massage? No. No, right. no, 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 no. So what's the difference? It's, uh, I th- um, okay, to explain it, I'm, I'm not asking. Okay, I don't know. Hold on. Let me see. What is the difference? The difference is that, I guess, sex to a lot of people is, uh, and there's like a, there's a lot of chemicals that release while you're having sex. And when you orgasm, that makes a man attached to a woman, a woman attached to a man, the oxytocin and what vessel I think, for a guy. Yeah, but like set sex, there may not be any of those fucking releases. Your partner may not yeah. even be getting off. Like we all know set sex ain't fucking real sex. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like more like men. No, I don't. I don't know. I'm trying to think because I'm. I'm trying to think of like the the ratio of. Is it more men who couldn't date a porn star or more women who couldn't date a porn male? And I, th- I want. I don't know. I mean, I think it's a bad ratio either way. Like, there's, yeah. There's been a discussion with a lot of people on the show over there. Is like, oh, dating a performer isn't for everyone. Yeah, it's definitely not. Yeah. And like the first performer I dated, yeah, it sucked a little bit. Like I. Like I'm like you in fuck my with head. your ego and your it didn't even fuck with my ego a little bit, but it was just like I was in my twenties still, and it was like, uh, I don't know, like I don't know if I was self confident enough to like really be okay with it to be like that's just work, and like she's my woman when she comes home, like that's right. work, she's not enjoying herself, or she can like detach from it, right? Yeah, like I'm one of these people, like I'm totally down with non-monogamy, but I'm not down with polyamory. What is the difference, I guess? Because polyamory is being in a relationship with multiple Ah, uh, okay, in an nom- open relationship versus polyamory. Right. Okay. Like, if you want to go get yours with, like, some fucking get some strange, have some fun. If those yeah. are the, if that's what we both agree upon, that's cool. Okay. But, like, to try to navigate... Get everyone in and yeah. this weird puzzle piece that doesn't fucking make sense? Yeah. yeah that ain't my thing. Probably because like, it's, like, more emotionally taxing. That, that sounds... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. I only got so much bandwidth in the first place. I ain't got the bandwidth to. Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. No, I only asked about like how you were able to do it because I was in I was in one relationship the entire time I was in porn that lasted five months. And I remember like when I told my story, people in the like people in the comments and my people like friends in real life were like, "Well, no shit, like no one can date a porn star, like no one." And I was like, and they're like, "Only cucks can date porn stars." And I was like convinced. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm never dating porn again," which I didn't. Um, but I'm out now. Um, but yeah, I just have to ask like how, like how you can, you know, because I remember my ex when he was dating me, I, tr- I guess I tried to explain it to him kind of the way you did. Just like, it's, it's just work. Like I, that's what I'm there for. I don't get off. I don't really have a good time because I'm not attracted to 99% of the people I work with. Um, it, it's not hard. And he was like, you're right. I can date you. And I was like, okay, cool. And then one day he was like, I can't do this. And I was well, like, and what the fuck? That's the problem. A lot of dudes tell themselves that they can Oh, yeah. The reality of the situation is they don't know. Yeah. If they don't, yeah. If they don't have the experience, they don't know. They, it's one thing they're like, oh my God, the object of everyone's desire wants me. And then it's like, oh shit, the object of everyone's desire has to go back to fucking work tomorrow. Mm hmm. And yeah, exactly. And make more, you know, desirable content because that's their job. It's, it's crazy. And I remember my ex at the time, and I don't give a fuck if I say this, because I'm not going to say names, but he had like dead ass ED problems from me being in my job. And at that point, honestly, after like the third time he like couldn't get up, I was like, yo, why the fuck are you dating me if you can't even fuck me? Right. Like you, you said you can, I, I can do this, I can do this. But like, it's fucking with your head so much, like save your, save your pain and just walk away. He yeah, never did. exactly. I mean, but there's someone in the male ego like, no, 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 no. I can do this. Right. I, I can conquer this. I got this. I got this. I can do a hurrah. But I also have the advantage of I work on sets. Like I'm around you shit. Understand. Right. Yeah, it's it's different. And it wasn't like day one, I was like, I'm totally cool with this. I started dating a performer and like I was still living in Chicago at the time. We both did. And she flew out to LA to shoot. And I was kind of like had kind of a knot in my stomach there for a little bit. But like she came back, it was cool. And it was just like, oh, okay. Like Yeah. I'm not gonna go seek out her fucking scenes. <laughs> No. Oh, I'm sorry. That just reminded me of like this. This is fucking hilarious. Did your dude go like watch your scenes? Did you get weird about that shit? Did he watch my scenes? Yeah, dude. Like, 
I don't think uh, that's funny you ask. I actually, yeah, I have no knowledge, so I don't think so. No, I don't think we. Oh, he said that he looked me up on Pornhub when he saw my Instagram. And he was like, because he saw like the Brazzers uniform and then was like, hold on, two and two, and was like, oh shit. But then still hung out with me and dated me. Fucking so you already already active performer when he started. 100%, yeah. That's on him then. Like, uh, <laughs> that is 100% on him. Like, if you are not down with it, don't sign up. Fucking wimp, bro. Well, it, <laughs> and it's just like I, I, I wouldn't even call him a wimp. It's literally like I just meant like wimp because he like bailed because he couldn't because I don't know he like couldn't take accountability. He never took accountability. That's the fact that like you you chose this and now you're backing out like a fucking bitch. Um, obviously I'm always obviously a salty. Uh, well, just a touch, just a touch. It's like some salt bay levels of salty, but bitch. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like. It's probably better that he eventually did back out. Like, could you imagine if it had gone on and he had just grown to resent you more and more and more? And, like, you're not even getting dick at home because he can't get it up for you. Like, so I have to take accountability. I have to because so when he tried to back, he backed out. And then I backed, I, I stepped up and was like, no, you can't. I had fucking issues. I was like, no, you can't leave me. Like, you're perfect and, we, and you're my soulmate. So I'll quit porn for you and I'll go strictly girl, girl. And I did that. He didn't ask me to. But I, I definitely did that. And then we had this like long conversation. And then I was like, yes, I'm going to get more back on OnlyFans because I hated doing OnlyFans at the time, like online presence. I just didn't like it. Um, and then I was like, I'm going to get like, an, well, I hadn't, no, I was going to get another agent to do like girl, girl. He's like, okay. So we got back together. A month down the line, I realized because I'm not shooting any scenes and I'm not going like viral on Twitter anymore for new scenes popping up. Um, I had uh, no OnlyFans subscribers. Like no, it was hard to like, become outreach and i was only in porn for about eight months at the time when i decided to quit boy girl yeah I, yeah i didn't like earn my stripes yet enough to be like fuck y'all i don't well, have to do this anymore right because like with the being a girl girl performer either you have to start day one girl girl and stay girl girl mm -hmm. and then eventually tease like oh i made you boy girl well, i like boys i mean yeah. or be like super fucking like i've been in this game for fucking ever I'm going girl, girl, and there's a whole back catalog yeah. of boy, girl. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I thought, I thought very. I had a very good, uh, grandiose sense of self. I was like, like I'm Zoe fucking sin, and I can do this, and I've done all this. I've done like 15 films or some shit like that by that time, and I'm like, I can do all this, and yeah, I'm good. And then the reality hit me. And what? I was like, oh my god, I'm broke. And I went from making like. My biggest earning month last year was like a July and it was like 30 grand in that month. And I went from making like, I guess between months, probably between like 15 to 30 grand in a month for the first six, seven months of the year. And then eight, nine, 10 months, I was making 3000 a month. When I tell you my like financial suffered so bad and my mental did. So then eventually we got back together and then I broke up with him and I'm like, look, I'm broke as fuck. Like I have to go back to sex work because at the time I was like, it's all I know. And uh, you're not okay with it, so we have to break up. So, yeah. Well, I'm glad you came to that realization. Because yeah, if you're going to change your lifestyle for your partner, they're not the right fit. True. Yeah. Especially, I 100% like, agree with that. Especially if, like, this is the lifestyle you're in when they met you. Like, it's a whole other story. Like, I don't know how I'd handle it if I was dating a civilian. And, like, while we're together, she's like, you know, I think I want to get into sex work. Like, yeah. that'd be a conversation. At that yeah. Because at that point, it's like a, it's a compatibility issue. It's just like a, you're at a moral level. Of like what's cool and what's not like for personally for me, even before I was in sex work, like I can never date a politician. I could never, ever. There's no way. I don't want to know what the fuck you do at work. I don't care about that shit. 
Like we, and then you're going to go to Gallus. I want to go to Gallus. Like, yeah, like a lifestyle issue like that. I could love you to death and you could just be this, oh my God, such an amazing man. But like, I don't want to do the things you do. You don't do the things that I do. Why are we together? Oh, exactly. Like Chris Rock has a great bit about that from back in the day. Really? Yeah. He's like, yo, if you go to church, you can't date a crackhead. What they say, love thy neighbor. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> love thy neighbor. So love thy crackhead. <laughs> I, I'm poorly oh, paraphrasing. <laughs> I'm I'm poorly paraphrasing it, but it, it's a great bit. I think it's all bigger and blacker, but like oh, shit. He has a whole bit about that. And the reality is like, I'm not looking to date a vegetarian. Like You know, that is so funny that you fucking say that. I went vegan for a guy one time. I'm so sorry. Honestly, my body was banging though. I'm not gonna lie. But here's the thing. But how miserable were you with that banging body? I don't know how I was going. I don't know. I will actually, I'm not going to lie. I had no ass. That's kind of why I was a little sad. I had no ass. I'm like known for my ass and I had no fucking ass. And I was like, and I had a personal trainer too. She's like, I don't know why you're like legs and ass aren't growing, but you have a six pack. You've got, you know, good back and shoulders, but what the fuck is going on down here? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? She's like, well, like, what's your diet? And I'm like, I'm a vegan and I was gluten free. So I was literally just like a fucking paleo, like a damn caveman. She was like, oh, my God, do you drink protein? I thought I told you that at the beginning of our sessions. I said, no. I just, like, drink at, like, 6 o'clock and get drunk till like, 6 a.m. And she was like, oh, you have no muscle mass. You just are skin and bones and all this lifting we've been doing. You you haven't. <laughs> You're making it worse. You're <laughs> making it fucking worse. So, um, no, but I, the funny thing is I wasn't even dating the guy. I fucked him one time. And I went vegan before I met him. How good is that dick if you're going vegan for the one time you fuck him? I went, I went vegan before I met him. Oh, okay, okay. Ever. And I knew about him online for eight years. And I went vegan before I met him so I could be like in this. Ha- oh, it was, oh, it was so stupid. So you stalked a dude. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it worked. My stalking fucking worked. When I tell you, I have to say, since I've been like 17, my mom has always said, why don't you go into um, a private investigation? She's like, you're the best creep. It's a boring job, I promise you. I did that job really? for three years. <gasps> it, always, it always seemed kind of fun. It's a boring and exciting job in, at the yeah. exact same time. Like, because in the real world, mm-hmm. you're generally doing, if you want to be steady working, you're doing insurance claims. You're working people that are doing workers' comp, accidents, people that are committing fraud. Ew. Yeah, that's the real job. Oh, I thought like it was like waiting in your car. It is. Watching. It is. You roll, basically how it goes down is at six o'clock in the morning, you show up at their house, and then you have to identify cars, identify that if they live there, because a lot of times you're going off really shitty information. You don't even have a picture of the motherfucker. <laughs> and generally on the insurance claims, the way it works is in the first four hours, you have to prove that they're home, that, the, that they live there. So if they don't pop out of their house, four hours. you got to do shit like knock on their door and be like, hi, I'm Mike. Um, have you seen my dog? Like my dog. Oh yeah, you gotta yeah. I'd be I'd be great at that. Oh my god. See, that's just well, but like the waiting seems tedious. Oh, it's actually how I got into podcasting. What do you mean? I was spending so many of my days doing surveillance, listening to podcasts. Oh, okay. I'm like, I have a production background. I know a lot of fucking people. Like, I was already in the industry. It was just my day job, like at the time. Huh. And I'm like, oh shit. Uh, I could do one of these. So started doing it. 
That's literally how this joke. Dude, honestly, if, if all your you know business is just sit, fucking sitting there, hell yeah, like, why not? Yeah, because when I first started doing, it, I'm like, oh, I'll listen to like you know audiobooks. But the problem with audiobooks is you still got to pay, pay attention to everything that's going yeah. on. So you're like, oh shit, someone ha something happened. Where the fuck am I in this story? <laughs> like I lost, I lost the fucking plot. Fuck, wait, he died. Damn it, what? <laughs> right, where the podcast is like, oh, I lost, I missed some jokes. Whatever. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, um, no, I'm I'm a fucking creep. So I creeped on this guy because um, the way I found out about him is because I went to my cousin's college in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and she was like, this is this is my um, this is my roommate, Sophie. I can't remember her name. And then we all met and we're lollygagging as girls, 19. And then she's like, look at look at my brother. He's he's on the cover of like Tom Ford. He was like a world renowned fucking model. And so like I saw him and I'm like 19 and I'm I'm from Alabama where they don't make hot people. When I go to Alabama every now and then. I just like I'll go out in public and I'm like, oh my god. And I don't say this in a like a, a stuck a stuck up way, but like everyone here's fucking ugly. Like no one's hot. Well, yeah, the hot people no leave. One fuck. You, I mean, <laughs> you, no dead you, ass. You didn't stay there to propagate more hot people. You didn't like I'm gonna stay in Alabama and just breed hot people. No, you're like I'm getting the fuck out where there's other hot people. Because you're because you know all, all those opportunities, but you just go back and you're just like no one fucking tries to dress up. No one wears like whatever. So, um, where the fuck was I in the story? I mean, hell, one of my friends who was hot in Chicago moved to Alabama and she has gotten progressively less hot since moving there. That's the thing. Cause you, you like gym culture is like a on and off thing. Like no one, there's no like physical competitions there. Like there's just nothing. There's no opportunities there. Like to be, there's no reason to look good. Cause everyone's doing all the behind the scene jobs and stuff like that. So, um, no, but anyways, uh. What was I going to say? Um, so you stalked this dude. Yes, yeah, stalked this dude. So I'm from Alabama, so I'm not used to seeing hot people only like on TV. So I uh, saw him and was like, oh my God, like sparks flying, like light bulbs. Like, ding, that's my song. I, I was sworn this Puerto Rican 6'3 man that was like two years older than me was my soulmate. You couldn't tell me less. And I, so that was Never spent a word with it. You sound like every porn fan ever who like, oh, I'm. Damn right. <laughs> The obsession I had with this man. It's been ongoing for almost next year will be the 10th year since I guess like found out about him or whatever. So what about him? Stalked him, liked I so I like followed, I was like, what's your brother's name? And like she told me his name. And then I, I went to his Instagram, followed him. This must have been like 2015, I think. And I liked every single picture of his comments on, on everything for three years. Or three or four years. And then he, like, entered my DMs or whatever. And then we talked online. And then I got in a relationship. I had a baby. We, like, fell off. And then I moved to L.A. And I was like, yo. And I, w I went vegan, like, a few months before I moved to L.A. Because I was like, I'm moving to L.A. And I will meet this man. I didn't work hard for six years for nothing. So I moved to L.A. I met that man in the first week. I was so fucking disappointed. I was so fucking disappointed. <laughs> The looks like matched what I saw online, but like, and I saw him like speak on like Instagram stories and 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 reels and all this kind of stuff, but like in person, like he came off in person or online as like the super spiritual like vegan like sex like he said like sex is a spiritual thing and it's a connection and I was like oh my god this man is so like well rounded he's so smart and. And then we met and within, actually, this is probably like the worst first encounter I've ever had with somebody. Within the first 10 minutes of meeting, he tried to fuck me. 
I said, I didn't wait eight years to not get my fairy fucking tail. I did not come here to just be fucked like a goddamn object. I want to get to know you in person. I want to do like tantric sex with you. I want to do all this kind of stuff. 10 minutes, he just was like everybody else. I was like, oh my. So you imagine like eight, eight, like seven, seven, eight years of just all this like built up hope. And I'm like, huh. But I'm sure in his mind, he's like, oh, this is a girl that likes all my shit. This will be easy. Yeah, like looking down on me, just like I was the fan. And ever since then, I've hated something called fan behavior. I will never fan over another person you or shouldn't. myself ever again. You shouldn't because at the end of the day, you you just proved like every story for every porn fan that should ever hear is like, yo, the person you're swearing on fucking Instagram that you love and you want to marry, you don't know that motherfucker. <laughs> you don't know them. But you're, not- you are horny and you want to fuck them. Yeah, you you would think that like saying that in that tone and that aggression, you would think it would get through, but it doesn't. Oh no, I say it to people all the time, yeah, no. all the time. I am I am hell bent on the fact of I will never like like when okay. Do you have like a favorite celebrity? Keanu Reeves. That's a stand up ass man though. And like, That's like you should if you don't love Keanu Reeves, you're fucking weird. Well, and the thing about it is like I've actually had like a real encounter with Keanu Reeves where it's like. Oh, it's actually like, oh no, this isn't just his publicist working their magic. Like, he's he's actually a really cool dude. Like, one hundred percent. I I've probably told this story on air before. Like, but when I first moved to LA, I was doing security during the day. I was I was the head of security at like a venue in downtown LA, mm-hmm. and we were doing a David Lynch Foundation event, and Keanu was there, and this dude didn't walk the carpet, bought his own ticket, waited in line with the general public. Like, was in the, quote, cheap seats. Really? That's and, like, crazy. during the intermission, like, rolls up to me. He's like, yo, where can I go smoke? I'm like, let me get a security detail to, like, get you somewhere where you'll be bothered. He, he refused all, like, special service. He's, like, he's no. like, no. treat me, like, regular. He's just like, no, where's the smoking patio? Hmm. And it was just like. Yeah, I've heard that about him, that he's, like, very down to earth. But my only question, because I like to question everything, even good people, is, like, okay, so like, I would consider myself, I'm not even fucking that famous but i guess on a a level of like versus the 90 percent of people i'm in a way like i have a lot of my friends who who um will say like oh my god like do you do you know who you are you're zoe sin and i look at them and i'm like oh, what does that matter but like i'm not gonna lie and say that if i had a level of fame i would want to eat it up one day just for a little bit not like for the rest of my life i wouldn't become like airheaded and like on cloud nine all the time and be like ew the general public gross but like i would like to enjoy that for Give me a year. Give me a year of like special treatment. Then I'd probably be sick of it and be like, you guys are all fucking airheads. I want to go back down to earth and touch grass. Yeah, but the dude's been famous for like 30 years. So like. But he I may- heard he's always been like that though. I mean, who knows what he was like in the 80s? Like in the 80s, he yeah. might have he might have been like. I forgot. He started really young. Like. Yeah. Like the Bill and Ted's movies are in the 80s. Yeah. So he's been famous for like 30 plus years. So there may have been a point where like yeah. he did suck it up a little bit. And then he realized like this sucks. Yeah. Because like. If you start acting like that shit, who do you trust around you? What, the airheads or the... If you're acting like, I'm a celebrity, I'm hot shit. Like, when people start ending up in your orbit, how do you trust people? Because they see the hot shit and they're maybe trying to glom on because Mm -hmm. you're hot shit. Like, who do you trust? That's that's honestly the biggest problem with celebrity. And more more people need to examine that before they're like, I want to be rich and famous. Like, do you know what your life's going to be? Yeah, you know, that's actually like funny that you say that because today we have a vulnerable ass moment right now i was legit crying because i was like <laughs> i was upset that like 
I like, um, I don't know. I, I guess I, that I don't get to feel on cloud nine most of the time. Cause I always feel like the universe like tries to fucking humble me or God or whatever you want to fucking call it. Um, but I forget that aspect of it that if, you know, cause sometimes I'm like, I want to, I want to act airhead. Like sometimes I'm like, I intellectualize everything so much. I, I humble myself all the way down, not just to touch grass, like beyond the grass, like down to dirt sometimes. And and I'm like, you know, I, I wish sometimes that I could act like an airhead. I wish I could act like my, like, almost 300,000 followers on TikTok makes me super important. I honestly wish I could act like that because that kind of that kind of attitude seems so fucking bliss. Like, they say ignorance is bliss. It seems so nice to where I wish I could just be, but I can't. But I'm just like, I just, I wish I could. It would be nice for a fucking year. Just give me a year of just being able to get away with it. I think if you say that now, and if you actually experienced it, you'd be like, I'm fucking miserable. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I inevitably will. I probably, not even a year, I'll be like, for me, I'd be like, give me a month. Give me a month of, like, celebrity treatment, and then I'd probably be sick of it. Yeah, until you have some motherfucker trying to take advantage of you, or... That, that's my worst fear, like, because I don't like confrontation, so, like, having to sue somebody for, like, fucking me over, ugh. Oh, I'd rather just mind with Yeah, I mean, <laughs> how many stories of celebrities have you heard where, like, they trusted the wrong person with their money and, like, ended up with fucking nothing? Oh, my God. No, it's crazy. And 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 it's, like, it's not even just, like, celebrities who go through that. Like, normal-ass people go through being taken advantage of. Like, a girl could, like, um, I don't know, be a waitress at Hooters or something, and she has a boyfriend who works at McDonald's, and he's using her for her money, which could be, like, 500 a month. But, like, she's still getting taken advantage of. That's why I mind my business. I just can't. Mm-mm. Well, and, and that shit's all relative. Like, if y'all live in a $1,500 a month apartment and he couldn't afford that lifestyle without her Hooters money, that's fucking him trying to climb that fucking ladder. But it's like, it's funny because when you're younger, unless you have a, unless you have really like self-aware parents and like smart parents, you're not going to understand when you're being taken advantage of ever. Well, oh yeah. And the, I mean, I, I, my parents never talked to me about like, oh, people may try to take advantage of like. No, like I feel like parents try to like instill like oh good value. If your parents are halfway decent people, they try to instill good values in you, and then like yeah. those good values just don't play out well in the real world. Yeah, well, I feel like there has to be like a a good balance of like good and bad values. Like hey, you know, help the homeless and like you know help your friends, but like learn when to uh, say the fuck no and be like I don't care if I look like a fucking asshole to you, but you know, like to be selfish, you know. So, because I feel like a lot of parents, like, like, no, oh, let me not, let me say that. Well, I, I feel like it's like the middle class dream to like, you know, help your neighbor, help mm-hmm. all the rich motherfuckers. There's like, no, be a selfish asshole, and I feel right. like that's. And then they continue to get fucking higher and higher up there. But then people, ooh, because that kind of that kind of reminds me of how people say like, eat the rich, and like, you don't. Uh, I don't know. Well, yeah, there's the, like but a big difference. They're succeeding until it eventually hits that tipping point of where. Oh, yeah, there's a lot more of us poor motherfuckers. Yeah, they're like, okay, yeah, go be successful. Go be successful. Not too, no, no, not too much. Help some of us down here. And then the rich person's like, bro, you would, you would be climbing even further if you were up here. You should see the view from up here. And they're like, that looks pretty fucking far. I don't, I don't want to trek up there. And they're like, fuck you then. And then they're like, fuck you. Eat the rich. And they're like, why? I don't know. So what do people call it? Uh, a bootlicker? If I said that, like... If you're, like, cool with, you know, yeah. Is that considered a bootlicker? There's a word for it, right? I mean, you could definitely be considered a bootlicker if yeah. you're, like, you're bowing down and, like, but this is how it should be. Like, this is... I mean, that's that's honestly the biggest problem with American society in general is the fact that, like, 
we all view ourselves as impoverished millionaires. Like the American dream is like, oh, you could come here, oh, fuck, yeah. you could come here as a fucking you know first generation immigrant and then be a multimillionaire. Like, nah, the dream's closed down. Like maybe in the eighteen hundreds, you yeah. could come here, grab up some land, start a fucking business, and in three generations, yeah, you fucking feel feel you fucking rich. But like the likelihood of it happening now, pretty fucking low. Yeah, because I feel like the reason for like for that mentality, like you said, like an American thing, is because I feel like if people just had like the basic necessities most people would be like oh a celebrity is a celebrity or a rich person is a rich person i'm not like you know um starving for anything i'm not a like i i I have a car i have a job um my my rent is paid my kids are taken care of i have food and i can uh, afford normal luxury things i'm i don't need all that extra shit but because people are like struggling to pay their fucking phone bill and sometimes a lot of people like 90 percent of people like work off their phone now People are like, nah, fuck that person up there. And like, no, they were hands and everything. Me personally, I grew up very, 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 very fucking poor. Um, and didn't come in into money-ish, like responsible money, probably until I was like 25, 26. Um, but I had like fast money, like you know, like, but when you were making fast money, were you making more than your parents? Yeah. Like significantly more? Well, my mother, um, a single mom, she was a uh, technically a disabled veteran. So she was making in Alabama probably around 4500 a month, like when I wasn't un- like a dependent under her. Um, so she was making that, but only since I was like 15. But ever, before that, like in back pay, the VA is fucking slow. Hurry up. Um, no. <laughs> it took her like nine years to get back pay. But grew up poor. She came into like... Uh, like a normal amount of money. So like my, my when my mom at 15 came into middle class money, 4500 a month in Alabama is you can live off of that. I mean, that's upper middle class in Alabama, I think. Yeah, it was it was it was cool. Like um so when I came into that at 15 after growing up super super fucking poor, uh that was enough. Like to me I was like that's like I'm I'm happy not poor anymore. I'm good. But then like I got the fast money I was making probably like seven, eight k a month, but like, what was I blowing it on? I don't fucking know. Drugs, food, alcohol, and mindless traveling that had and that I was fucked up for anyways. I remember it. Um, and then, but then at twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven, coming into normal, like like a good, a better amount of money, and then I hit five figures, and I was like, you know, I was spending it responsibly. That's when I realized when I hit five figures a month consistently, I was like, and that wasn't until this year. I was, I've been terrible with my money up until March this year. There's nothing wrong with <laughs> it's that. Very new, yeah. Once I hit that, I was like, I don't ever. I don't, I, I was, vict- I don't know, not saying like when I was super poor, but there was a lot of things that I could have changed to get up to here and this is good. And like up here is better. Like I always say the, the most amount of money I want to make a year is 300000 I don't want millions because I don't see, to, for me, with my morals and my standards and preference in living, I don't see the reason to make a million, two, three, four, uh, for I mean, me. there's studies that show that it's diminishing returns on happiness above 70-something thousand. Yeah. Yeah, I would say when I hit a hundred grand a year consistently, I was like, this is, this, is, this is relaxing. Like, I don't have much. But then, honestly, when I started making more and more into the five figures— then when they say more money, more problems, because now, because if to me, if you're making more money, you should be doing less. So you should be, you know, if, if the more you're making, just like doctors versus nurses, doctors do less, but they put in more time. They have more accolades. But nurses, they, they put in less time. It's fucked up, but 
I don't know. It just it works that way. I never understood it. But the same thing with, I guess, entrepreneurship, like the more you make, the less responsibility you have. So like the more I make as an entrepreneur means the more I'm doing, the more, uh, let's say OnlyFans, the more fans I have. Now I have a, a team to manage those. So now I'm paying them though. Now I'm having another bill that I never used to have, but I'm still doing the same amount of work that I was doing before I hired them. But maybe I'm recognized somewhere else. Now I have a talent manager that books me brand deals, all this kind of stuff. Now I'm paying him. And I'm like, damn, I got another $3,000 bill at the end of the month. Okay, here you go. And then your your kid goes to a better school now. And you're like, like private school, so fucking expensive. Now you go there. And it's just like, when they say more money, more problems, like it's great. But I wouldn't trade it to be struggling ever again a day in my life. So people who hate rich people, if you were... I'm not considering myself rich. I'm just comfortable, I guess. I'm, I don't even say wealthy or rich. I'll say comfortable. If you were, I guess, in my shoes, you would be. You wouldn't be even trying to go down. You'd be trying to go more up. You wouldn't blame us. Well, yeah. Nobody, nobody wants someone to go backwards. Nobody, nobody wants yeah. to go fucking backwards. Um, but there's a major difference between what you're making versus someone who's making that in a day, effectively. That's crazy. That would be so cool. I'd be so. I'd be. I feel like I don't. I'd be intimidated by that much money, like in a day. Like yeah, some of these billionaires—they're making what you make in a year, in a day. Billionaires is a different thing. So I know. So I'm not really into politics, but I will say the the reoccurring argument that I hear around when they say eat the rich when it comes to billionaires is because you have to do unethical things in order to become that rich. Now I'm not into politics. I'm not into socioeconomics like that. So I can't really say I know what the fuck they're talking about. So I misspoke. According according to a quick Google search, Elon makes what you make in a year in a week. How much is he? It says uh three hundred twenty-four thousand one hundred twenty-seven thousand. Oh, I don't make that much at all. I oh. said I would that was the most I would want to make. Okay. I wish I made that So much. he's making over three hundred thousand a week. A week. See, to me, in my head, the way I look at it and not coming from like a poor mindset or whatever. If I made three I've already I've already said like if I hit big somewhere and I made um, I don't know, 300, let's just say like one time I just made 300,000 like on a win. I wouldn't work. I would set myself up and set, you know, my son up in a certain way, but I wouldn't, I'd be out of work. I wouldn't strive to make a million in two or three, but I don't know because I haven't made that kind of money yet. So I can, like I just said how I've made five figures and like I'm wanting to make more. I'm like, damn, what if I do start making 300,000 a year? And I'm like, well, what about 300,000 a month? I don't know. I mean, it all depends on what you spend it on. Like, True. part of the reason I don't like Elon is he wouldn't even fucking fund Grimes' album. Like, your baby mama. Why? Oh, wait, were they married? No, nah, but it's still his baby mama. Yeah, yeah. If you had that kind of money and your baby mama was a talented artist and she's like, babe, will you pay for my fucking art? And he's like, nah, I'm cool. But he has Asperger's, though. Oh, he's cool. He's a little mentally just not there. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Let's, if you make... What it would cost to make that album in a week for the mother of your children. Mm. I don't give a fuck. The fuck's wrong with you? You should be surrounded by people who are like, bro, just give her the money. Okay, can I ask you this? What if it was switched? What if it was like a woman who was like a billionaire dating a... Yeah, this is your fucking... Supposed to be your partner, right? Yeah. Why the yeah. fuck? Mm. If, if, like, equivalently, like, if my partner's like, yo, if you could give me $100... To fucking deal with this thing. Would I do that? Yeah. You would, right? Uh, it depends on what it is. Something they're passionate about. It's something that they could make money at. How? Oh, um, 
She's a fucking professional music artist. You don't think she's going to see a return on that album? Oh, okay. Well, if they're already... Okay, that's the difference. If they're already successful. Yeah, Grimes is yeah. already successful, well, right? Why was she? Why did she need money? I mean, most artists ain't paying for their own albums. What do you mean? I, oh, I know nothing about the music industry, so I don't. I mean, labels are generally advancing money for you to... Oh, yeah, yeah. That part where they give you like this upfront bonus, and then if you blow through it too quick... You're, that's it? Yeah, it's an advance. And it's not even they're giving you the money up front. Yeah. It's an advance against sales. So you will not see any residuals from your sales until you've paid that advance back. Uh, okay, yeah. I think that happened like with, with the um, not TLC. Yeah, or, TLC. Yeah, they're yeah. like, we're making like 75 cents an album. Yeah, that was, that was, that was crazy. What the but it's like, how much did they get in advance? How much was spent on producers? Like, the, the music industry has a it's, lot of pitfalls. Really, but the, But at the end of the day... If I could, for negligible amount of money. I guess if you're, no, if you're a billionaire, that's a little different. If you're a billionaire. Like I'm not a billionaire. Said, I'm not, I'm barely middle class. And if you would my, do that? If my partner was like, yo, like we're talking the equivalent amount of money. So like a week's pay, like a week's pay. If you give me a week's pay, I could do something that I'm passionate about that has a good opportunity to easily recoup these costs. Wouldn't you do it? Did they already give you proof in the pudding that they could pay you back? Not even, I mean, not paying me back. They'd earn it back and be able to pay me back. This is your Have they proved it to you? I mean. So blind faith? We're going it, in blind. Oh, with my partner? You, I'd hope so. I, I mean, know. a week's pay. A week's pay is going to put you out that badly? My week's pay? Is going to put you out that badly. It's one week. That's a lot of money. Because uh, my money goes to a lot of places. So, like, I mean, they're spending money, but, like, like disposable, I've never, I don't lend people money. I've never well, lent, no one's ever asked me. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm like fitting into my budget. I'm like, does that even. But it's an investment. It's not just you, you blindly giving it to them. I don't even invest right now. So. Well. But unless they've proven it to me that they can be successful and that it was just kind of like a fuck up. Like it was just kind of like, ah, oh, shit, I, I fucked up. I put a zero here instead of here. And I well, put this into the wrong count. Hey, I need some, but I'll get it. I'll literally get it back in a week. And they've shown me that they make already make. Well, I, I, no. I'm sure in Grimes' situation, it's not a fuck-up. It's like, yeah. hey, I get to avoid all the major That's label crazy, bullshit. Though. Like, I don't have to worry about, like, to the, having label own my strings, own my art. You know? Yeah, no, that that's a little... I mean, I would say that's a little different. But personally, for me, I have a fear of money. Like, I, I don't ever want to be poor again. So I hold on to money like it's... um, Like, I'm going to die with it and be able to spend it when I'm dead. So I have a fucked-up relationship with money. So I might be the terrible person to ask about this question. So my answer, absolutely not. Hey. Unless I was like a gazillionaire. I'll give you $20 for an Uber or something. Right. But the cost of an album to someone who makes over $300,000 a week. Yeah. That's, that's, that is Uber money. Yeah. 100% like pocket change. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, if my partner was like, yo, can you give me a hundred to do something that I'm passionate about? I would like, give him a hundred. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But a week's pay. That's like, fuck no. Absolutely not. But in the grand unless you've proven, like, unless you know, I mean, but in the grand scheme, like a week's pay ain't gonna put me out like that much. But at the same time, I mean, okay, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, how much money does it cost to make an album? I mean, you could depending on how you do it. They, they like can, over a hundred k. Oh, easily. So you can't get a loan, I guess. Even if you're celebrity, just like no one, you could get a loan. But I, mean, I guess that's your man. You should be able to ask I mean that, your billionaire boyfriend. Well, and that's the thing. That's what labels are fe effectively doing. Yeah, they're, they're loaning you the money. Because you have to pay them back on sales. It's a loan that you're not on the hook for. Oh, so she it's, was trying to do it independently. Right. Uh, okay, well, okay. 
at that aspect. The billionaire, your girlfriend's already a really successful artist and she just wants to do this on her own. Because like Frank Ocean said, these fucking, these labels are, are eating us alive. Yeah, that's crazy that he didn't do it. But like I said, he has Asperger's. So I don't know. His mental is just he doesn't understand that it's not socially normal to like not do that for your partner. Yeah. Someone should be like, yo, motherfucker. Hey, or um, maybe you shouldn't breed with that person. I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, if if you're going to date somebody with a mental disorder, disability, whatever you want to call it, maybe understand it and just or don't do it. Because personally, I got some shit fucked up with me. But like, could I date someone with the same shit fucked up? Absolutely not. We are so hard to date. There's no way. BPD or? How did you know? It's pretty common in the industry. What? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Enlighten me. It just seems so a lot of people in the industry over the years, you know, people come in. And that wasn't a, like a. I feel that wasn't, dead. <laughs> that was not a shot on you. That was just a shot in the no, dark. No, that was crazy. That was like, huh? Yeah, um, I definitely fit seven out of the nine, I think, or six or seven out of the nine out of the category. Yeah. But I think the thing, I guess, if I were to guess as to why a lot of women with BPD, borderline personality disorder, look it up. <laughs> is exclusive in the sex work is because of seeking a validation and novelty seeking. Because I can say, when people ask me all the time, I know we didn't want to get into like, how did you get in the porn industry? But now that we're on mental health, that's a little different. That's definitely, cool. definitely. That's cool. So people always ask me like, you know, how did you get into the industry? And like, what was your story? I'm going to be dead ass with you. I was in an, I was in a, uh, mental mentally and emotionally super abusive relationship i was away from all of my family um he got arrested because it's like domestic violence and shit domestic violence (laughs) and i felt hopeless i wanted to try something new and i had already been a stripper i had already did only fans of my child's father i was like my shit's on the internet um it sounds fun and it sounds like i'll make a lot of money more money than I've ever made in my entire life. And I'm, this is where we, you know, they have inflated sense of self. I'm very hot. Or um, when you don't know, what's that with BPD? Um, um, construed sense of self. So you don't ever know who you are, which is why I was like a porn star last year and a dating coach this year. I don't know who the fuck I am. And next year, it will become something completely different. Yeah, Unless a porn star I'm, again. Oh, no, fucking never. Never? <laughs> no, no. Unless I'm like a successful dating coach, then I won't change it if it makes me a lot of money. Um, unless, as, long as long as, as it stays novel, though, right? Exactly. As long as I something new keeps happening and it keeps validating my bank account, I will always stick with it. So anyways, um, yes, I needed the validation. I wanted something new and I was going to make money. I was like, this is such a cool adventure. I moved to Miami for a month. I'm sorry. I did porn. Oh, I fucking hate Miami. I'm right there with you. But... I'm going to actually have to move to Miami soon. Why? Because my child's father and my son are moving to Tampa, and I fucking hate Tampa. So I'd, I'd move to Miami because it has uh, the, 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 what the fuck is it? The content creators. Jesus Christ. The influencer culture. Whew. Yeah, they have that there. So I'm just going to, and I, but either way, yes, BPD, sex work. The, that's literally why. If I literally break it down and I'm like, why did I do that? Because I self-reflect. All the, I'm a huge self-reflector, and I was just crying about the state. I was like, I hate being in my head so much. Like I, I intellectualize everything way too much, and so I was like crying about it. But um, yeah, I thought about this a lot, and I think it's you know, the, the novelty seeking, the, the lack of sense of self. You're just kind of like, 
fuck it. Let's do this. I'll just put my whole pussy on the internet for everyone to see because what? I don't know who I am and this sounds fun. And there's validation with it. Oh, 100%. I was, um, I was telling my boyfriend the other day and I was like, that is a really weird... F- we were watching something. and Oh, we were watching Euphoria. I was introducing him to Euphoria. And we were watching the part where... Kitty or cat, the 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 bigger girl, um, was doing the That's webcam cat, stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, cat. She's doing like the the webcam stuff, and and I remember her sitting there, and she was like, like looking in awe, like when she went viral on um Tumblr, I think, when she was the Wattpad writer on Tumblr, and she started going viral, and she started like looking at her phone, being like, her real life. She's seeing her real life. And she's like, I don't or she's have the ugly friend. And- yeah, she she's the the uh, what's the, the duff, the dumb ugly fat friend. Like she's just like there, and then she's online and she's loved. And I I, I paused the show and I like looked at him and I was like, I need you to understand this is an actual real thing because I've always been a loner my entire life. I'm still a loner. And like <laughs> like three friends. So um I still deal with this, but like I remember when I first got into the industry, and I had started having hundreds and thousands and thousands and sometimes millions of people being like fawning over me. It was like the coolest thing scary but it was like the coolest thing in the fucking world and i'm like you'll never understand what that's like until it happens you're just like i still don't even like accept it to say i'm like okay i'm like god zoe sin you're zoe fucking sin i'm like who's zoe fucking sin i'm planky blank <laughs> well, you're portraying a character in the uh, yeah that's crazy to me because i'm like in real life i'm not living that character i'm like i'm the same person i show up just on camera as i do in real life but it's just weird because, you know, growing up in the real life and no one gives a fuck about you and then you put yourself on the internet and everyone does, you're you're like, who do I trust? I got trust issues with social media. Like, who is it? Do y'all like me? Or do you like that? Like, because it's the same person. But it's not, to them, it's not the same person. It's the curated hmm. person that you portray to them. They, they're not there when you're crying before you come and do a podcast. They're, they're not there when you're having messy fights. That's just not on the internet, right? <laughs> true, true. They don't, they don't get to see the real. They don't get to experience the real. So they are fawning over the idealized version of you. Mm. But like I said, like that doesn't make sense to me because I don't do that. Like I look at I, – I fo- obviously I follow people. I'm not, I'm not like a – But you did that on a fucking male influencer who you went vegan for. So you, you get it to a degree. I did it – yeah, but I, I would say I did it like one time. But like people who would like cry at Beyonce's funeral – who, when I tell you that doesn't make sense to me, would you ever cry if a celebrity died? No. I know you. I mean, I, I was super bummed when Prince died. Okay. But I didn't go cry about it. I was bummed when Bourdain died. And part of the reason I was bummed when Bourdain died was because here is a man who is doing a lot of things I'd love to do with my life. Travel, experience the Lost world. Lost inspiration. Yeah, it's like travel, see the world, try new foods, meet new people. And this guy for whatever reason, took his own life when he was experiencing that. I forgot that that's how he died. Right. Like, Jesus. It, it's not like he had an accidental overdose or he took his own fucking life. So it's just like, oh, man, if someone who on paper had a life I'd want to live isn't happy in it. Yeah. Is happiness actually obtainable? Yeah. Yeah, that's, ah, yeah, that's, um, that's crazy. But that, yeah, I feel like that's the reason. I don't Too know. real? <laughs> mm, no, no, not for me. No, but yeah, I just, I, I'm trying to think. I'm like, maybe I would, I wouldn't cry, but I'd be bummed if like Rihanna died. Because yeah. just because I, I related to her, I was like, oh my God, she's tall. She's not like, she, she had like the body that I kind of have. I had the hand tattoo after her. I was like, 
she was just some inspiration, like how she just moves on from one job to the other, like means to an end, like she doesn't care, she doesn't take attached. I'm like, yeah, but I would never like cry. No. Like how people would boo who, like when I tell you, when I get the biggest ick of people in general, men and women, is when I, I hate see, watching these videos, they don't make sense to me. When they like pan the crowd at like Coachella or wherever it is, and they're seeing like Beyonce or like, um, I don't know, Rihanna or someone, and they're like, and you pan across this one girl and she's boo-hooing. She's like, oh my God, it's Beyonce. I don't get it. I don't, I don't fucking get it about gotta, anybody. You got to remember, some people ain't got shit going on in their lives. That's crazy. It's crazy, but it's real. You know, I feel like I've read that in um, my one of my favorite books, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. He was like, he said like a story about, you ever see like an old woman at a cash register yelling at a 17-year-old uh, stock boy or like a cashier, and you're like, you know, she's yelling because she clipped her coupon to save 80 cents, and he was like, man, we can't do it. He was like, do you know why she's yelling? Because she has nothing else to give a fuck about. When I read that, I was like, damn, I love that. But it makes sense. Yeah, that's just real. And the fucked up part about it is society would not function if we didn't have those people. True. True, true, true. That is, that's the weird thing because I, I don't like those people who give a fuck about everything. But I also hate, well, I'm in the middle. I hate the people who give a fuck about everything and then the Eeyores who don't give a fuck about anything. But I'm in the middle where I give a fuck about very little, but I feel like I give a fuck about the most important things. But they're the most important to you. Someone else Ooh. might be like, that doesn't fucking matter. You're, to someone else, they may be like, your social media following? That doesn't fucking matter at all. None of that fucking matters. All that matters is the word of God. But if I, carry, if I care about my social media followers, I then carry about my money, my weight, like right, my but income, right? If you look at like some fucking Buddhist monk who's taking a vow of poverty, none of that shit matters to them at all. Yeah, you're right. It's weird. It, it's all perspective. Oh. We just, yeah. You and I just have different perspectives than those people. Yeah, because yeah, I... Like, when people give a fuck about celebrities and shit, I'm like, I try to get it. That's the thing, too. And I, I was watching myself on my last podcast, the, the other uh, Splits and Giggles podcast, and I'm watching, and I'm like, and this is me every time I watch myself on a podcast. I don't know about this time. Maybe I loosen up this time. Maybe I have a little mental breakdown today, and I'm like, <laughs> new me. Um, <laughs> um, I was watching myself on every podcast I've done, and I realized something I'm like, this is the reason I don't go viral much very often is because I'm, quote unquote, boring. That's how I feel, boring. Not right now. No, no, no. But when I watch myself, I feel boring because my my biggest flex in life to me that I speak about a lot is the fact that I don't care about a lot of things. Like, I don't care about politics. I don't care about race. I don't care about religion. I care about nonconformity. I care about caring about what I give a fuck about, not what society. Because I feel like if you care, I'm the kind of person, I, I'm a little, um, air, not airheaded. Um, my head's a little big on, I'm a little self-righteous on this. I, I feel like if you care about those things, you care about the wrong things. And I'm like self-inflated on that. I'm like, if you care about politics, if you like cry over religion, if you cry over politics, if you cry over celebrities, to me, in my head, you're a weirdo. But that's a, everyone. That's the thing. That's like 95% of people. Well, yeah, because they got shot out into the world by people who didn't have shit going on. So they continue to not have shit going I on. I did, too. I got shot out by a mother who did nothing but stayed on the couch depressed her entire life because she had clinical depression. Like, she just couldn't. Yeah, and you broke free. You're the exception. 
You're the fucking exception. Do you know how many other mediocre mo- how many how many people you went to high school with are doing the exact same shit they were doing when you left? All of them. But right. the thing is that they feel so good about what they do. And I never felt good about anything I did unless it made not like made a difference, but unless it was like different. I only cared about shit that I did. Like if I got up and I went to the mall today, that's nothing to be proud of to me. I'm like I just went to the mall. But if I got up and like I did a podcast and I'm cool, like this is cool to me. This is like we're I don't I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But the thing about it is like your priority was to improve your lot in life because you were uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. People only change when they're uncomfortable. If you're fucking comfortable in your bullshit. It's like crying over celebrity not uncomfortable to people. <laughs> like literally. No. That's no. Weird to me. No, because they're pumped into their homes. These are the people to as- aspire to. And People get caught up in that shit. People go, until you like actually gotten into entertainment, at least for me, celebrities were a fictional fucking thing. They weren't real people. Yeah. It, it was just like. I never idolized them though. Even before I got on camera, I never idolized them. Like I always like, liked James Franco or Jason Momoa. Like I was like, I'm going to fuck them one day. But like, if I ever saw them in person, I'd be like, I'd look twice and be like, you're never gonna get to fuck him just looking twice at him. You gotta actually. Well, no, I don't actually want to. I'm just saying, like, I would just like if I ever saw him in person, like, I wouldn't be like, "Hi, can I take a picture?" I think that's embarrassing. I think oh. because I'm I'm elevating someone above me. I'm like putting them on a pedestal, and well, I think that's embarrassing. It is. It, it is. But the thing about it is, society <laughs> pushes that narrative. That because like, don't we just have enough common sense to like? Oh, whoa! Oh, I know. Common whoa! Sense. Whoa! <laughs> whoa! It is 2023 still, and we're still living in America, right? Like, I don't think we... No. I don't think common sense is that common. But with the way that social media is so inflated now, like, with all the information that we have, like, our perceptions of everything now are so different. Like, we're changing the way we view feminism and, like, men's mental health. Like, we're we're changing a lot. You think... I mean, I think we're talking about changing a lot. I don't know how much we've really changed. Yeah. We talk, we talk a big game. We talk a big game on social media about doing a lot of shit, and then yeah. we don't do shit. Yeah, because like even like with my content, I've had people be like, oh my god, you should do a piece on like Selena Gomez and Justin Bieber. You should like talk about like their relationship, because I do relationship advice. Like You should talk about celebrity relationship. I have such an, like, a, a big thing against that, because I'm like, I'm big on nuance. I'm like, I'm, I'm not there. There's a thing called PR stunts, publicity stunts. PR things, like they have an image to uphold and that's the thing I, I know about these like underlying things that go into like being a celebrity and all I know it's all bullshit smoke and mirrors we, I feel but I thought we all knew that by now no like, people talk about it all the time I'm like, I thought we all knew that no that it's fake and we're still talking about fake shit oh what no it doesn't make sense to me there's motherfuckers who probably still think pro wrestling's real come on yeah I, I definitely feel like there are definitely some people who, who feel that way but that's right uh, yeah to I, uh, me, it's common sense. I'm, I'm kind of like, I just, don't, I cannot see the other side. I don't get it. Well, I don't get religious people. Like, but they're there. They exist. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hell, I got invited to like do TMZ like a month and a half back, and it was just like some bullshit. Like, come on and comment about this story. I'm like, you know, I could actually see you doing that. Oh, I, I, now that I'm sitting here, I'm like thinking of you, and I'm like, oh yeah, he would, like, you'd fit right in. <laughs> oh no, I, I just talk some shit. Like, uh, but it was all like bullshit. Like, oh, what do you think about like? Someone's ex is like going to a Disney day together. Like, who gives a fuck? Yo, the sh- oh my, that right there, that right there. Like, oh my god, oh my god. 
because especially like with the, like a lot of the dating shit that I do, I was throwing like on the whatever podcast. Half of the I thought I'd be talking more. I thought I'd be like debunking more like women and stuff and be like, you shouldn't care about money. So yo, these girls are like level headed. The fucking host was sitting there going off rips about body counts. What? The only thing I can understand in all of those arguments, those bro podcasts, is could you date an OnlyFans, girl? I get that showing your naked body to other eyes. I can understand that. Ar- not even an argument, but a preference. Well, it's, like, uh, I could or I couldn't. It's much like dating a performer. Yeah. Is it something you're comfortable with? If it's not, don't do it. Yeah, exactly. It's really that if you easy. you don't want somebody who's experienced in bed, don't date somebody who fucked a lot of people. And if they have fucked a lot of people and they tell you, guess what you can kindly do? Exit. It's exactly. so easy. It's super it's, easy. I think a lot of these pod. I think my conclusion about a lot of these like bro podcasts and like divine femininity coach podcasts, pink bow feminism. Oh, oh my god, I fucking hate it. I think the thing with a lot of that shit is it ignites like people's deep hatred. Like, I don't disagree or agree with Trump. I just don't. I just don't give a fuck. Um, but what he did, which is what he was good at, which is what a lot of people who go viral very often do very well, is they ignite anger, awe, and like uh, anger, awe, and jealousy. Oh, I totally get it. Like people like Trump and like these feminine coaches and these like bro podcasters, they ignite this anger and this feel. Because like, okay, it's like, for example, like we're all a little racist. I can definitely fucking say that. If I ask you a question of if there was one race you could live on this world without, what would it be? Don't say it. Just think about it. We all have a fucking answer. White people. Sir. <laughs> Outside of like the, the obvious answer <laughs> that every colored person would say. I mean, because white people hold all my debt. My, my. <laughs> they own this building. If there were no white people, I'd be debt free and not having to pay rent. You'd be able to live like the natives. You wouldn't be here though. <gasps> Are you white? I'm Jewish. Oh, you're you're the white. You're the white. Oh no no no! White Anglo-Saxons are the white. What did Kanye say? <laughs> not a lot. Not many good things. Though Jonah Hill changed his mind when he saw Twenty One Jump Street. So, are you mean that ass? Oh yeah, Kanye posted that on his fucking Instagram. When this was, uh, didn't the, the Jewish comment go viral last year? Yeah, and did then he shortly, changed his mind. And then shortly thereafter, he's like, I I, I saw Twenty One Jump Street, and Jonah Hill made me reconsider my thoughts on Jews. I didn't hear, I literally never heard that. Yeah, that's the thing. I never heard the update. Yeah. I, oh, I thought he was still, that's why it like went off Fox News and CNN and they were stopped talking. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I know that. And just to be extra inflammatory, I screen capped that shit, reposted like. If oh, 100%. Don't, like we're keeping the. Well, no, no. I, re, I screen capped it and went, man, if we had only shown Hitler 21 Jump Street, we could have saved six million. So maybe if we invent time machines, we don't have to go back in time and kill Hitler. We just I have to show up 21 like Jump Street. Worse than what Kanye said. What the fuck did Kanye even say? I don't even really fucking remember. Because what Kanye says doesn't affect my world. True. No, you're absolutely right. But this is that's why I'm so shocked at what I'm hearing. I'm like, that happened? <laughs> but no, um, I don't even know what my point was. I know. I derailed you with my shenanigans. I know. I know. <laughs> so I feel like people who do ignorant shit in a mass level, ignite what's already living inside of us. I'm racist as fuck against, like, two, two subgroups. I'm not going to say it at all. And it's not white people. So I'm not, I'm I'm a little racist against white people. Sometimes, everyone is. Even white people are racist against their own. But. Because white people legitimately find reasons to 
subgroup other white people. Like spicy white. Well, it's not even spicy white. 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 You go, you no, you go hundred years back. Like no Irish, no Italians. Ooh, I don't know though. I've dated. I so I my my type used to be Italians. I I'm the one person who says Italians aren't white. Right, but you go back, you go back, Mm. and it used to be like no Irish, no no Italians, no Catholics. Oh, okay. Oh, you're talking about oh, but that's that's what we would consider like uh, with black people and colorism. Yeah, it's, it, it goes far and deep. People just hate fucking people, and people just want power. Well, people, it's just tribalism. People are looking mm-hmm. for, are you in my tribe or not? Mm-hmm. And it's it's a, it's a, history repeats itself. It will all, people love, that's one thing. Capitalism doesn't bother me. Pull yourself up by the bootstraps. That statement doesn't bother me, because guess what? That's how the world works. And I'm sorry, baby, you don't live in Sweden. You don't live in Norway. You can't get free fucking college and healthcare. You fucking live here. So either get with the game or stop fucking playing. So all that complaints. But yes, yes, it will always be like this. There will always be a hierarchy. Everywhere in the world, there's conflicts between various tribes. Oh, 100%. Like everywhere. So like. I mean, you look at the Middle East, you know, mm. different types of Muslims fight. Yo, that's. Okay. That is that. I'm glad you put it in that perspective because. That's very funny because um, I never thought about it like that. Like, you're right. Like, the way I, l- I look at them when they're having, like, because I'm not into politics and stuff. So, like, when a world news. So, when world news goes on, I hear about the Middle East, finding the Middle East. It doesn't, like, click that those are, because when you, how do I say this? They, oh, how do I say this? Can I say this? I can't tell what the fuck I'm looking at when I look at the camera. I can't tell it's, if it's white or black. I can't tell if it's like China versus America. I could just see two brown people fighting and I'm like, what? Who are you? What What the fuck are you fighting for? And I'm not saying like they look the same, but I'm just like, why? What the, y'all look this, you look, you look the same in like a good way, like a like a uniting way, not like in a racist way. Be like, you guys look the same in a fucking uniting way. Like we're fucking humans type deal. Like we're humans. Why the fuck are we fighting? Just shut up. Because it's unfortunately still wired, like apparently still wired into our fucking brains. Back when we were, you know, tribes yes, fighting. I was going to say, it was like fight, Neanderthal. Yeah, like, like when there were limited tribal, you know, resources and our tribes had to fight each other for those limited resources because we were hunter-gatherers. And <clears throat> if your tribe came across the same fucking mammoth as my tribe, one of us had to go. I get it, but I'm not going to sit up here and be like the white knight and be like, can't we all just get along? You just kumbaya. I obviously know that that's not possible because all humans are so fucking different. But, but it, it, fuck. it might be at some point. It might be something to strive through, but the problem is we still are going to be divided on social economical reasons, like beliefs. I personally feel like all of that shit in thousands and thousands of years could be gone, like racism, classism, anything, the higher, everything, like power structures could be completely demolished if everybody, and I don't mean everybody, but a few are left, no, literally everybody that is living and breathing is equal and that's not going to fucking happen no that's not but i i do have a plan to you know help curb racism what's your plan oh everyone just everyone needs to fuck everybody so it's just all one like can't tell like the future generations are all you just oh you're talking about oh mixing like everyone just needs to fuck absolutely everyone just needs to fuck so i know i said i didn't want to talk about my son but you know i will gloat about this i am helping and racism. Well, good on you. My child. 
No, because he is a mix of like Filipino, black, Mexican, and white. <laughs> I know I said I wouldn't talk about it, but I'm talking about it. Yes. No, the, you make those kind of people and you mix them with the mix. Who cares? They're all fucking mutts. They're all mutts. Oh. That's a great thing to do. Yeah, you, you're right. I mean, you go out like, I have a guy friend actually, and he lives, we've been friends for like 10 years, and he lives in Pittsburgh. And he told me, he was like, Zoe for effects. He was like, Zoe, do you know what I want to do? He talks to me very weirdly like this. Like, all my male friends, if you're a straight male, you got to be nerdy and I have to be unattracted to you. I love my nerdy <laughs> male friends. Fucking great. And they say the weirdest shit. He was like, Zoe? Do you know what I, like, my passion in life? And he's an engineer. He's, like, a 5G tower engineer. Like, he, Moolah, he's successful. So he's out here, like, giving the Bill Gates. living life. Giving out the Bill Gates, you know, fucking trackers? Oh, no. Oh, wait. I'm fucking around. Oh, The 5G trackers. I'm fucking around. I'm I'm completely kidding. I don't believe that shit. I'm just (laughs) fucking around. But what he said was, he was like, Zoe, do you know, like, my true passion in life? And I was like, um, science, engineering, Engineering a video game, something like that. He was like, no, it's spreading my seed around the world. Because he is a traveler. Like, I've always wanted to be a traveler. I don't even have a passport. He's a world-renowned traveler. He's like, I want to travel the world and spread my seed. And I'm like, do you want to be a, a, wait, so are you like Nick Cannon where you want to have like 11 baby mamas? He's like, baby mamas, I'm leaving after I spread my seed. They're not going to get an abortion. I was like, <gasps> But his, he was like, the way he talked about it was so passionate. He was like, I want to like go to Brazil. He's a black man, but like fully black. He's like, I want to go to Brazil, give them my seed. And I'm like, you're just adding to their blackness already. But anyways, he said, I want to go to Ireland and spread my black seed and get these women pregnant. And I want to go to um, Mexico. I want to go to Canada. I want to go to Austria and make a bunch of black me's. And I was like... So I feel like people like him and me and racism. I think so, too. Just don't give a fuck. I mean, maybe Nick Cannon needs to fuck some more white women. Did he fuck? Does he have any white baby moms? I don't think he does. I mean, obviously. So like I said, I don't follow celebrity news. I, 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 I don't either. the number 11, I think. I, all I know is in future generations, everyone's going to have a little bit of Nick Cannon DNA in them. Yeah. I th- statistically. Oh, Nick Cannon. I, was, I thought you like, no. It's kind of like Genghis Khan, like one third of like all Eastern or Asian population has some of Dick Genghis Khan's DNA in him. So in future generations, yeah. all you were, you were related to the great Nick Cannon. You're like, who is that? And you look up like a hundred years later, you're like, wow. And oh, he already had a bunch of kids while he was alive. He was a fucking whore. That was his accolades. And he wasn't even that funny. But everyone's going to have like a little bit of Dick Cannon DNA by the end. Yeah. Maybe a little weird. I, do you think he's going to have one more? Why would he stop? Why stop now? What do you mean? It's 11. That's, and then they're going to have children. Right. Well, this, but why stop? If you've already committed that much, why stop? Why keep going forward? That's what I mean. Why keep going forward? I mean, I have zero the, and I don't plan to have any more. I, fucking funny. The money can't just keep coming to him like that. He's going to have to retire. He can sell some, some of those kids' organs. They got extra kidneys. Get the fuck out of here. Or, or maybe, have we not actually, I've never even heard this side. What do his child's mothers do? Like, can they not also, like, provide to the, at this, at this point, we're building a community. With Nick Cannon, we're building a community. Get all these bitches' incomes together. Let's make a fucking, like, an empire. Like, they could be, like, you ever, what was the movie, uh, that show Empire? 
you have enough people in a family, let's all become R&B oh, artists. I mean, for fuck's sake, they could put them all in a house and make an amazing reality show. We would all walk. Hey, hold on. Wait, 2025 filming? I'm down with that. That'd be so fun. Like, just I would watch that. Call it Cannon's house. Or the house of Cannon or something yeah. like that. Absolutely. It'd like be a brother, but with all of Nick Cannon's baby mama and his children, put all under one roof. Who, who gets to be the most important child? Let's fight for it. Like what? No, that yeah, make them great. play. Make them play stupid games to see if like one part of the family gets voted out. You know, I'm actually surprised that that's not a thing because. Well, now that the writer like strikes out, now that the writer strike oh. out, it it may happen because <laughs> they can still make reality TV. Well, if you're seeing this, then um, we're giving you this idea because I'm not gonna fucking film it. So. Oh, I'm not either. Shit. <laughs> you're just gonna give a fuck. No, that's yeah. I would. I would. I would watch it. I don't even watch the Kardashians, but I would watch Nick Cannon reality apps because that because of how much it blows my mind i am actually fascinated in the mind of someone like that like you don't get to interview many players or many successful players at that often so i would actually just want to know like how do you have the confidence to just keep making babies like you can make a lot of money but 11 babies money where you have fame and these women are all asking you for maybe like umpteenth amounts of child support how are you keeping up? Because there's no fucking way. Well, and I just got like the plot hook for part of the seasons. He gets one of them <laughs> pregnant in the house. Again. Yeah. Again. Number two. That's <laughs> like they have like twins or something. But though that's crazy. No, that's okay. But the upper opposite side of the coin. The women. You kn- the eleventh baby mama knew about the tenth. But you know what? You know what I think the woman's reasoning is? Is he keeps paying. He's not getting sued for child support. Fuck it, we ball. I'm getting pregnant and I'm getting a hefty check. Honestly, I get that. So you know what? Honestly, it's, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta pick his brain. There's no way. I wanna be the first one to interview Nick Cannon about how he's had so many baby mamas. Can I do that? I'm declaring it right here. I will interview Nick Cannon about why he's had so many child's mothers. I mean, that I was no. That would be great for a relationship podcast. That would be a hundred percent. I want to do it. And I'm black, too. He'll he'll go on my podcast. Relationship coach. And I'm hot. He'll be like, hey, so... uh, Number 12? <laughs> want to be number 12? I'm like... No. Ick. I don't know. How much money would it take for it to be number 12? Absolutely no. Okay, I can thoroughly say there's absolutely no amount to ruin my life. It's a kid up... Okay, look. Look, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I don't find Nick Cannon cute. You give me an ugly baby... My life is ruined. I don't care how rich I am. I have an ugly baby. Well, no. You don't, you don't know if they're going to be ugly until they come out, right? If I'm not attracted to the man, I'm not going to be attracted. I'm not going to be like happy with how my child looks. I'm going to see his ugly features. But what if they just get you know, your traits? It takes two to what do you mean? DNA is 50-50. Yeah, but it, come on. A lot of times kids come out looking much more like one parent or another. Yeah. But it's just, it's just, I don't know. I gotta be proud of who I ra- like, who I made a child with. You know what I mean? I'd be like, I have to like, I, I can look at like my kid and be like, I chose you. You weren't a mistake. You were definitely planned. You're beautiful. Well, you, if, you, if if I got an opportunity to be like, here's twenty million dollars. Here's oh, let's say a hundred million dollars to have a baby with Nick Cannon. You couldn't pay me because I'm not attracted to him. I'm not. But you confident. can afford plastic surgery for the kid at that point. <gasps> That's fucked up. Now I'm giving my child mental health issues. I mean, most parents do. 
But yeah, I'd rather not, though. I'd rather not. You know, my mom fucked me up, and I do not talk to her anymore. I, 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 she's in a, she is, um, mentioned in a lot of my videos, but I cannot say that I'm proud of how she raised, I fucking hate that woman. Well, first and foremost, good on you for cutting someone off that, like, doesn't serve you anymore. Like, no, 100%. I didn't speak to my father for the last seven years of his life. Wow. No, I, uh, no, yeah, like, my, my dad reached out when I was 18 because he left when I was two. So I entertained him when I was 18 to 22. And then I started, like, self-harming or whatever because, like, uh, trauma and shit when I was, like, 22. Um, and then I cut him off to this day. 27, almost turning 28 in a few months. I still get calls from him. And I just uh, – I, I ended up blocking him because I, I didn't block my parents. I was just, like, let them call and, like, let it go to voicemail or whatever. But thoroughly had to block because, like, my mental health was like, no. Right. And that's the thing. Yeah. Like, more people need to accept that sometimes – Parents are shitty people, and you shouldn't stay in toxic relationships with people just because they brought you into this world. I think the worst part of accepting that is accepting that they chose to keep you and didn't even try to find better for you while still actively being shitty. Because I'm okay, like, I'm 27. Me towards much, I know when I know when I'm being a shitty parent. I know I'm actively aware at all times. And if I'm a shitty parent at that moment and I choose to still continue to be a shitty parent towards a, it's not even just like being self-aware towards a child versus being self-aware towards a relationship is completely different. But some people aren't self-aware. And not even like a little bit being like, hey, I called this child a cunt, which I have been called. Um, I'm not being like, they're not aware of that. That's a shitty thing to do. The child's crying because I call him a bad name. I mean, how many people do you know that like, just emotionally lash out. Don't even think about what they're doing and would never give it a second thought. Oh, to no. oh well, I, I've, I lash out all the time, even still, but I'm aware when I lash out that but I'm how many people, shitty. How many people have you been involved with over the years where like they lashed out, they did something shitty and then they just, you know, it's like water under the bridge, like a little while later. They, they didn't think they did shit wrong. You had to have encountered some people like that in your life, right? A few, yeah. So those people have kids too. That's crazy. That's so sad. That's so sad. It is. It is sad. And not everyone should be a fucking parent. Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. Like, I remember my mother had a a best friend, and she was my godmother by, like, proxy. And my mother gave me to her for six months because she needed a break. Six months. At six years old. I'm like, you need a break? Six months? And I remember, like, going back to her, and I, the day that, like, I cut her off, I straight up told her to her face, I said, I wish you would have left me with my godmother, because I'd have been great. And she was just like, what? And I was like, you thought I forgot? You thought I forgot 20 years ago? Well, and that's the thing. Like, unfortunately, society told people, especially of older generations, like, your whole job in this world is to go forth, propagate, and, like, you know, give your children more than you had. That's what they tell. Like, they don't yeah. examine if you should. They just tell you, you. You have to. This is your responsibility. Not, you're not allowed to walk away. Adoption papers are not a thing. You can't handle being a parent. You can't give your kid away. Absolutely not. You're like, right. no, you have, to, you have to keep them. Right. Like, But also, the, America doesn't really keep a good system for children in the system. Anyway, so. Well, I don't think anywhere in the world really super but, does. Yeah. Like, you all seen, what was the movie, Orphan? I think it was about a girl from Russia. Was that a, that was a true story, though. The Orphan movie? The Orphan movie uh, about... I, I never saw that one. Oh, it was so good. They came out with the number two, and I haven't seen it yet. But the Orphan movie in 2000 in, like, 
eight or nine or 2010, something like that. It was, it was in high school when it came out or middle school. It was about a girl who was adopted from like an agency, like I think in Russia or Eastern Europe, Czech Republic, Ukraine, somewhere over there. And they adopt her. And then like she does all these crazy things. She's doing like pick me behavior at nine. She turns out to be 33 who had a disorder where she didn't age, where she like stayed like she was like a 40 year old person. And like, but she looked really young. Like we, there's like viral people like that. Um, I think he's from Russia. He's like this fucking big. Oh, uh, yeah, with bitches. Oh, fucking uh, Hezbollah. Is that his name? Yeah. I always read it. He's always around like MMA fighters. <laughs> yeah. I know he exists. Yeah, he was. I think he was around that one Eastern European uh, fighter. He was, was around Khabib fighter. a lot. Khabib, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's around him. So you have guys like that. So instead of her, I guess you know it was way back in the day. I think the story was that. She was actually 33, but she looked like him. And they're like, okay, yeah. And then she started exhibiting like grown-ass behaviors because she her her was frontal cortex, frontal yeah, lobe. Frontal like, lobe's already developed. She's a grown woman, but she's like, what is nine plus nine? And they're just like, it's 18, honey. And you're just like, mm-hmm. All to, I don't know. She had I, honestly, I can imagine being in the orphanage system in Eastern Europe. At 33 years old, but you're but you look like nine. So they're like, you're nine years old. You can't go nowhere. You're homeless, but you can come to the children's shelter. And then growing without parents, but then having to grow up around children, like you have to act like they're your friends. Uh, I can imagine that would like curate some like mental fuck ups. Yeah. yeah. Like psychopathy. But Absolutely. as much as you know, your relationship with your mother isn't great, you <laughs> wouldn't be here sitting here right at this moment. You wouldn't be where you are in life without those experiences, too. Oh, absolutely. I, I even said this today, like, when I saw my breakdown, I was like, you know what? Like, I was like, I know this feels shitty. I know I'm lonely. Like, I have no fucking family, but I'm like, I wouldn't be who I am today if I didn't do those things. And it's a sucky truth. I fucking hate it because I'm like, why do I have to do all this shit? Yeah, and if you had a good childhood, you'd probably be still in Alabama. Just Boring. Bored mm -hmm. out of your life. Uh, a stay-at-home mother, maybe a nurse, probably a nurse. I almost went to nursing school. Being a nurse um, or just a straight-up stay-at-home mom and just sitting there and just like, you know what? My baby's fed and and my husband goes to work at the NASA Rocket Center. He's a rocket scientist. He's real nice. And um, he brings home the cheddar, but he takes real good care of me and Sarah Beth. And he's all I could ever ask for. And he's charming. Did I say he looked like Superman? Have you seen a little curl? In oh, he was so charming earlier. Yeah, I could be like that. Yeah, I could be like this. This is cool. <laughs> hey, I for all the bullshit I've gone through in my life, I'd much rather be here. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, like I say, like I want to be like ignorance is bliss. Like I want to be oh blissfully ignorant. But then I remember, I look down on blissfully ignorant people. I'm like, ick, you're so boring. And the worst part is, you wouldn't even have the self awareness to know it was wrong. But wouldn't that kind of be cool? If you didn't know being ignorant was, oh my God, that would be kind of cool. Like if you thought that you were in the right all the time, if you like, because when I do something fucked up, I can literally break it down to fucking childhood of why I fucked up. And I'm like, oh, okay, now I have to make it right because I can't live with this. But imagine if you just fucked up and you just fucked up. You didn't even fuck up. You just did something. You like bumped somebody on the street and they like dropped their entire lunch and you were responsible for it. Me, as me, 
I'm going to do that and be like, you know, oh my God, I'm okay. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. And then I'm going to talk to them and be like, oh my God. Like, and I might figure that out. But if you're ignorant, you'll do that and be like, sorry. Or not even say sorry. Or Yeah, you just like, walk away. Why'd you bump into me? Right. Now, as the non-ignorant person, you've done a good thing. You're aware that you've done a good thing. It helps your self-esteem. But like, fuck, like you felt bad. But being the ignorant person, you can just bump that person and go about your day. You don't even have to do the extra shit to feel like a good person. You just feel like a good person because you exist. Well, you oh, I love that. Not even feel like a good person just because you exist. Hell, you feel righteous because that asshole bumped into you. Exactly. And I remember the few times when I actually, I guess, inhibit, inhibited, what's it called? When you take on a personality trait, when you like, whatever the fuck it's called. I inhibited the personalities, like living on cloud nine, being like, I'm better than you. I am better than everybody. Like, I'm the fucking shit. It felt good. But then over time, I got my dues. And I was aware that I got my dues because I was aware that I was being an airhead. I was aware that I was fucking up. I was aware that I was being an asshole. And I still did it. And I was like, doesn't matter. My ego is up here. And my pride is up here. And I was going to do this. Fuck y'all. And I got my shit. I got my comeuppance. Okay? I got my fucking comeuppance. So. But wouldn't that be worse if you got your come up, comeuppance and you didn't know why? You're just like, why is this happening to me? Honestly, I never thought about that. I never thought about, like, an ignorant person getting their karma, their comeuppance. I didn't actually think about, like, what that feels like. Because then I'd be, like, confused. Right. You have no idea why this is happening. Why? God works in mysterious ways. Why is this happening? And I might go out searching for answers in the wrong places. Oh, shit. You might not even know where to look for answers. I might end up dead. That's it. Being ignorant ends you up dead. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, everything ends you up dead. <laughs> oh, of everything does. Breathing. Too much oxygen. No. Um, I mean, yeah, that gives you cancer. Are we a conspiracy theorist here? No, I, I just know we are not in exactly the best. What's your biggest conspiracy? Not going to ask. What's your biggest, con like, what? okay, uh, what's your most controversial? It's it's, it's addiction. Come on. <laughs> it's, the, it's the cessation of smoking that um, I miss right now. I mean, in all reality, most conspiracy theories, I don't give a fuck about because they're above my pay grade. True. Because it's like, oh, my God, fucking blah, blah, like. Am I going to do shit about it? No. Why am I going to waste energy on this shit? True. Oh, you ever know that's, that's... The earth's flat. They're kind of cool. like... I get bored. I just like to... You know, I don't actually... I would never go arguing about them, but like looking up, I'd be like... See, like when I get bored with shit like that, I'll just... I do deep dives into like fucking history and shit like that. Oh, I hate history. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm not a history buff. <laughs> my boyfriend's a history buff. I just met a girl yesterday who's a history buff, and I'm like... I wouldn't consider myself a history buff, but I do fall down like YouTube rabbit holes yeah. on history channels and shit like that. Because at the end of the day, like, if the Earth's fucking flat and the everyone's yeah. lying to us about it, what the fuck am I going to do? Yeah, I never heard... I, I, I was in the table of a bunch of, like, flat earthers and one kind of, like, eh, flat earther, and they were talking about it, and the one guy was like... I think the earth is round. I think all you, and they were like arguing. And I said, why do y'all actually care? Like if the earth is flat, right? If we find out the earth is flat, what happens next? I mean, what happens next? Oh, they were lying to us. Oh, I was, I was right. Do you, just, like who knows if these studies are real, but according to a lot of studies, a lot of people who feel like they don't have control over their lives latch on to conspiracy theories so they could try to feel like they have control. Oh, I've never heard of that. Okay, so is that just what conspiracy theories? Is that just about like 
I'm sure Everything. it's about, I'm sure it's about because log- I thought I could I could attain I could attach that to religion. Well, isn't religion one big conspiracy theory? Well, to me it is. Yeah. Well, think about it. Oh, to me it's affected everything, including politics and oh, everything. Right, yeah. but it's the biggest conspiracy theory because yeah. like, oh, this guy came to Earth two thousand fucking years ago, and he's the son of God, but he is God, and his disciples wrote all these fucking rules and all these magic. If religion's real, why have there no been been no biblical level fucking miracles since On we normal ha- like like or general human shit? Right, like what was the time period of the Old Testament fucking written? Like what what time period? Yeah, how many miracles happened in the Old Testament? You're gonna tell me since we've been better at recording history, since we could actually document that shit with video, audio, whatever. Mm-hmm. There ain't been no fucking miracles that we could document. Like, physically document. Right. I think the only documentation technically, like, the only physical evidence that we have that Jesus Christ exists was that sheet, I think? Was that that blanket? Who knows? Maybe but, even that? But there might have been a Jewish carpenter in Jesus who existed. That doesn't so I'm mean- assuming you've seen the movie Zeitgeist. I have not. One and two and three. Ooh. So, okay, so, like, that was, like, the first conspiracy documentary I ever saw, like, back in 2014, I believe. There was Zeitgeist 1, Zeitgeist 2, and Zeitgeist 3. The very first one talks about how all the religions are the same. And they go over, like, I guess the people who've done the, docu- the documentary or they looked at the research that um, Christianity was, like, this is how the story started and ended. This is how Hindu started and ended. This is how Islam started and ended. And then you see the dates and all the shit, and you see it's all lined up. It's all the same name. Oh, yeah. I mean, they they have a lot of similar origins, a lot of shit from, like, Judaism was borrowed from ancient Babylonian, like, and I fully admit religion had its place mm-hmm. back in the day. Yeah, like humans needed dogma back then. Right, like, oh, thou shalt not cover thy neighbor's wife. That I stops. Not pe- fucking yeah. Yeah, that stops people from fucking murdering each other. Because mm-hmm. if you're fucking my woman, you got to go. Thou shalt not kill. <laughs> you know, let's not kill. If he is fucking your wife, let's just have a civil conversation. About right, it. like, and like, you notice when it's our tribe versus someone else's, all those rules go out the fucking window. How many wars have been fought in the name of every fucking religion? And almost every, too many. Almost every religion has thou shalt not kill in it. Yeah, yeah. And you, it's hypocrites. Here we go. Well, yeah, because those are the rules for our society. They're not part of our society. Cultural relativism. Right. It's a huge, it's a, a very, very um, good thing to have living in this day and age. Understand, like it's the same reason why I don't believe that like the stereotype that Chinese people kill cats and eat them and dogs. That's their culture. There are other cultures that blow up, um, like they inflate like owning cows versus killing them, and but they eat the cats and dogs. It's like who the fuck is a cat and our dog? And we domesticate cats and dogs and we kill like pigs and cows. Cause we're like fuck it. Cultural relativism is the best thing to have, in my opinion, when it comes to character. If you can understand how someone else does culture or how someone else lives in their culture and that understand that it doesn't affect you and that they're not wrong for thinking that way, that's just literally all they know. Right. Like, You'll still complain about 90% of the shit. They're just not educated in... I took one sociology class and barely paid attention and still learned about cultural relativism and was still able to apply it to multiple areas of my life. It's called empathy. It's what? People tend to forget that like 
human society is constantly changing. Like, yeah, you you look at a you can't like people want to cancel shit from like movies that happened 20, 40, 50 years ago. It's like, oh. like oh that when shit I, was socially acceptable 20, 40, 50 exactly. years ago. Exactly. They fucking, they tried to cancel my girl Haley Williams from the, uh, the, the band Paramore for her song Misery Business for saying, once a whore, you're never more. Bro, when I was eight years old and like, what was that? Third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, whatever. Middle school. And she said, once a whore, you're never more. I was bumping that shit. And my mom wasn't back there screaming, because of feminism, you can't say oh, fuck it. She was the whore. She's nothing more. And then 2020 came, I think, and they were like, ban that part of the song. And they started actually snipping parts of it. Like I, th- I think they started snipping parts of it. I mean, Paramore doesn't perform Mystery Business live. Exactly. Do you understand? I have liked Haley Williams Paramore since I was probably like 13, 14. I didn't get the money to go see them until they canceled her playing Misery Business. I'll piss. I'm like, bro, it's been like 10 years. Like, I can now finally go and pay to see her backstage if I want to. But you know what? I will just pay Haley Williams to tell me once a whore you never more to my face just for the fucks of it because I can. And I'd be like, you know what? I got my fix, you politically correct bitches. Fuck it. Well, and that's the thing. Like, as much as some people are like, oh, we want to cancel people from saying shit like that from a song that's 15, 20 years old. There are still people, the same people in a lot of cases, Pointing with the other hand that are actually very ho- ho- horophobic, like like actual sex workers, actual whores. They're like, oh, that no, that's what, wrong. That's like, which one is it? Can a sex worker be horophobic? Not a sex worker, but like, the there are definitely people that you know decry that like, oh. Are you talking about like jerking off with the right and pointing with the left? Oh yeah, that's what you mean. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was like, literal whores. Or no, 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 no. But society in general, like. We'll try to cancel things that are oh, not yeah. correct, but still do the same shit. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I see. I, uh, yeah. I remember uh, someone told me that years ago, they were like, they jerk with the right and they point with the left. And I was like, damn, so hypocrites. Just, hypocrites yeah. yeah, and that's just part of the human condition. Like how we talk about like not giving a fuck about things, certain things and people who don't have enough going on in their life give a fuck about too many things. Social fucking justice issues, it's the same shit. It's just kind of like, I feel like it should be common knowledge that like, you want to understand why people do things you have to have you have to understand the science of evolution you have to understand psychology and you have to understand the history repeats itself so you have to understand that like you can't fight this shit all you want it's going to repeat itself until it weeds itself out aka to me the only time it's ever going to be utopian is never and we're going to have to build it back up i don't want to say the do the do is the implied um but even then, you see apocalyptic movies. And what usually happens in every apocalyptic movie? Someone gets in charge. We have beefs between this click, this click and this click, and we have the... Well, because then we'll be back to fighting over resources. And that's exactly how we start it. And we're going to evolutionize until capitalism becomes a fucking thing again. And then you have a social free market. Then you have communism. And, well, and the problem with human societies, some people just need to be led. Hmm. Tell me you haven't met some people in your life who like no oh so like so like the consensus that like most people are stupid like are I mean I know some yeah. rather intelligent people that are fairly book smart yeah you still don't want to let them be in charge sometimes I wonder what I am I'm like am I like a leader or am I a I'm smart as shit but I might need to be led I might be the latter that makes sense but no. Not everyone's cut out for this shit. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't even have the care. Like if, if it was apocalypse. Oh, that's the thing too. 
But, if it was the apocalypse, would you actually fight? People don't. People watch the movies. We don't actually ask ourselves if that happened to you. Would you be the person to just yourself or actually like fight to stay alive in a post-apocalyptic world? Personally, for me, my dream way, if it's going to end, if there's going to be an apocalypse that I would like prefer, it would be nuclear. And I'm holding my lover in my hand. And we just die like that. I don't want to flash on the wall like the fucking Hiroshima. Yeah, I don't want to live through the apocalypse. Like, do you know how much effort that takes? I don't know nothing about no damn hard work like that. I ain't foraging for berries and killing off zombies and killing off crazy pus pus people from the radioact. I mean, even if you don't have zombies, just other fucking people. Yeah, those people. Fuck. Like, because what scares me the most, I think the scariest part of the apocalypse is not the dying, not the radiation, not the can't, not the sickness, not that. It's the way people act. That shit's fucking terrifying. Like we see movies, that shit will happen. I mean, just look at it now. Look at modern day LA, where there are laws and consequences. And that citizen app is blown up. Right. When people <laughs> think they can get away with shit, they will. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, you, and you would too. Everyone would. Right. It's, so I'm like, imagine like anarchy. What's stopping anybody from anything? People's true colors. Like my mother always said, she like, you know, I remember I, the only reason I even think this way and have thought this way for 10 years is because growing up, my mother, we'd watch like movies and she'd be like, she would, she'd pause it. She, oh, she was the pauser. I fucking hated it. She'd pause, but she'd teach, she, she would see something and she would think like, my kid needs to know this at like eight years old. But I'm glad she did. She'd pause it and she'd be like, do you see that? That's the scariest part of an apocalypse. Not what would happen to you, not dying, how people act. And I'd be like, okay. But that shit carried on with me. That's how I think the way I do. I'm like, no. The scariest thing. So like when when any amount of freaking out happens, like when, a, like when I lived in Alabama, like a tornado warning or when I lived in Florida or hurricane shit, even people like selling out like loaves of bread and milk scared the fuck out of me. Like, I, you wouldn't catch me at the grocery store when emergencies happen. I mean, just look at the first weeks of the pandemic. Look at how crazy that I shit was. I gave birth, literally, right when COVID happened. Right, I think January 11th is, I think, when they declared it, or not when they declared it a global pandemic, but when they um, made it, like, a, like it the first report with the CDC happened. So all nurses, like, underneath who were, like, helping me were all freaking out behind and all having like conversations because they knew they were like, did you hear about that thing that happened? And da da da. It was in January. Like, do you have? And I'm sitting there just like, what the fuck is going on? And then like March happening. Yeah, and then people were tearing shit off the shelves that they didn't fucking need. Toilet paper. Right. Toilet paper. Motherfuckers were buying up hand sanitizer to gouge people for the prices. Society hadn't even fucking fully broken down, and that's how it went. Yeah. Yeah, that was, I got, I got, I personally was very lucky during the pandemic. Like, because I worked at a cell phone store who literally, they took care of us when we couldn't come into the store. I had pay, and I made more money during, I hate this, but I made more money during COVID than I ever made in my, like, 24 years of living. It was great. It was awesome. But it wasn't, like, if you weren't, like, taking care of, like, me, it wasn't awesome. But for me... I was cush. And I was, I didn't, I didn't even have a, I was a sales associate. That was my title. I was not anyone important. I was just, got very lucky with my situation. But I heard about how COVID affected people and it sounds awful. Yeah. It was, it was all over just everything. It was, everyone, there was no like, 
oh, society is going to look out for each other at all. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of lived in like a little family unit at the time. So I, we were all like taking care of it was family looking after other family. And it was... Because that's your tribe. Well, not anymore, no. But at the but time. It was, yeah. yeah. At the time, that was your tribe. Yeah. So, of course, the tribe looked out for each other. But Yeah, but not a lot of people. Like, imagine like people who live with people they hated. Like, roommates. Whoa. Or the people imagine. that were in abusive relationships that got locked in with a... Oh, fuck. Oh, God. Oh, I never thought about that. I'm never. I'm, I'm not gonna make any jokes. Um, that was fucking terrible. Um, yeah, that had to have been awful. But but back to the original point. Of it, society didn't even fully break down. And yeah. That wasn't even a full apocalypse. Uh, but in that dry run, I remember we being, failed. Yeah. We fucking failed. Yeah. But it was fucking heaven, though. I'm not gonna lie. It was heaven staying inside that way. Oh my god. But the the one thing I will take from the um uh the pandemic was that the uptick in work from home opportunities. Holy shit, that changed my life. That changed every, a lot of people I knew's life who weren't even like into even influencing. Fuck that influencing shit. Just working from home and being able to just not like leave your kids at home, not leave your wife or your husband or your your sick mother. Working from home, th- like the the fact that people could be like, oh my God, we can actually still function as a company and people not come into the office. Now we get to save on like rent office space and like we just work from home well that's cr- i love it we're, we're gonna see really big changes in that in like the next five to ten years because most commercial leases are five to ten years long so the reason a lot of companies are trying to get people to go back into the offices they still have the fucking they lease pay, on, yeah they have to pay the lease anyways yeah so in five to ten years when all those leases are up and the internet's even better for the rest of the country yeah like most white collar jobs white. are not going to be in an office. You said what? Most white collar jobs ain't going to be in the white collar. I thought you said white college. I was like white college, like white boys that go to college. I know you don't like white people, but damn, no, white was, college that, jobs. I, no, that was a joke. All I, the chads and the trads don't get to go to college. It's a joke job anymore. I don't dislike white people. It's just a joke. <laughs> no, I know, joke. I know. A joke. A joke. <laughs> don't come for me. Don't cancel me. I'm sorry. Don't cancel me for my own show, pretty please. But yeah, we're gonna see. More work from home opportunities. Hundred percent. I honestly, I don't. I can't say that. Like, oh my god! Like, I knew from the beginning that we were always supposed to. No, honestly, it's it's just like a new revelation to me. It's the actually. What do you? Hold on. Can I go pee? We're getting we're pretty like, close to wrapping. I was going to ask you. It. What do you think about AI? I technology has always replaced people's jobs. It's. Do a, you think it's a bad thing, or do you think it makes people's jobs easier? So, it's neither. Okay. It's just like automation replaced factory workers. It's inevitable. Technology always replaces people's jobs. Yeah. It's only bad if we as a society don't adapt to that and figure out what to do with our excess population that is going to be put out of work because of it. Do you think it? Do you think that's going to be a lot of people? Because I mean, I mean, we already have kiosks and McDonald's and airports, so now we're already taking away a few airport jobs. It's like little things, little by little. But don't you think that like people are going to make up enough jobs to I mean, make up for the lack of? There will definitely be some jobs to maintain that shit. Yeah. But not everyone's going to have the skill set to be able to do that. Well, then I feel like evolution might kick in and people will gain those skill sets. So people will no longer be entry level workers. We'll always kind of like level up on our skills. You hope. There are still people that are. Oh, I, I just call that natural selection. They just weed out because they can't keep up with society. Yeah, but they're not. Unless we're going to start putting them to death, they're still going to be here for a while. Yeah. But so what do we do with natural them selection? They just. That sounds fucked up. I, I'm hearing myself. It sounds. <laughs> fucked up. 
but they'll just weed out. I feel like that's natural selection. I I feel like natural selection is is a huge thing. I don't feel like okay. I have a really I have one fucked up hot take. The only one. That's sad that you only have one. No, it's pretty fucked up. Well, come on with it. I don't know. If I, I I don't know. You know what? Oh, you teased it already. Oh, no, no. It's really fucked up. Like, it's cancelable. Let's just say... What did you just say about viral stuff earlier? It, it brings out emotions of people. Okay, okay. So I'm not going to say this. I'm not... I'm, okay, no. I'm not going to say this. I will say it in a very nice way. Certain, certain mental disorders are natural selection, I feel. I'm not going to say which ones. I'm just going to, I can leave it up to the imagination. Certain mental disorders are natural selection. If you think about it. I don't know. It's just an idea. It's an idea. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things where like, we as a society should also be looking to, you know, look for cures for that shit. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, but, uh, but then we have to come to the realization that, like, they're never going to. Like, the, the, the people at the top, top are not looking for cures. They're looking for... Treatments. Exactly. Keep well, coming back, I guess. Well, keep them coming back if it at least cures the symptoms in the short term. Yeah, fuck it. Fuck it, we ball, I guess. <laughs> well, Zoe, it's about that time when we're going to let you pee. But before, oh, yeah. before we get out here, we're going to call last call. Where can... Yeah, that's how we end this motherfucker. Oh, I forgot. I ain't been to a bar in a minute. Oh my god, you said last call. I said, "What the fuck is?" Oh, that's last call. Where can, where can they find you on the things? I, I feel bad that we didn't talk about your relationship coaching at all during this. Oh, you're good. I talk about it enough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am your common sense dating coach, Zoe Sin, giving you the dating advice you don't want, but you need to hear. That's my like intro. That's like my thing. But it's Zoe X Sin, Z O E Y X S I N N on every platform, everywhere. Excellent. Yes, it's great. So it was a pleasure. I'm sure this didn't go exactly how. No, I mean the conversation was great. The conversation was really good. So I'm I'm impressed. Yes. Oh, I've done. This, I'm a talker. I'm I've a, done this once or twice. Just just once or twice. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> but until next week, drink up, motherfuckers. Cheers with nothing in my cup. Well, you can't cheers with an empty cup. That's bad luck. <laughs>